At Radio Schlock, we have questions, and you damn well better have the answers. Uh, is this for that free catalog? Oh, no, you've got to pay for that. 902 at 560, WQM, happy Wednesday to you. Here we are again. I do want to announce at the beginning of the show today that we have a ceasefire has been brokered between yours truly and Mo. We have a little uh, a ceasefire for the time being. Although I did hear that one uh, call this morning, but nevertheless, we'll uh, let that happen. This one time, we'll let that pass. See, this show, I hate to break the news to anybody. Oh, I better give the result of the poll right away, okay, because otherwise it'll appear that I'm breaking the ceasefire, and then I'll give my little spiel, and then we'll go on to uh, doing our show. Yesterday we asked, do you have any problems with Neil's comedy bits or comments about race? Since there are those people attempting to make it uh, appear that this is a uh, racist program and that the comedy bits that we play and the language we use is done from uh, malice, etc. and so on. I guess they didn't hear me talking about that uh, prom situation in that little town in Georgia last week. Remember that? I remember. Where they still have segregation and I read it twice because I couldn't believe that that kind of crap still goes on in the U.S. of A. Nevertheless... Anyway, we asked yesterday, do you have any problem with Neil's comedy bits or comments about race? Uh, no, and Howard David is an asshole was the runaway winner, 489, 43.8%. No, they're funny as hell, 435. Yes, he's a racist, 105, 9.4%. And no, I agree with him, 85, 7.6%, out of well over 1,100 votes, 1115 to be exact. That was the poll result. And now the ceasefire begins at this point, I assume. Can I assume that? Uh -huh. I'm assuming it. But I do want to say this. Anybody who pretends that they don't understand that the shtick on this program is shtick, who are too stupid to understand the difference between uh, the reality of any comments I make and the shtick, well, I feel sorry for them. That's all I can say. Whether it's anybody else who works in that radio station, whether it's anybody in the audience, whether it's people who are too illiterate to sign their name other than with an X, uh, that's not my problem. In addition to which... This show didn't just all of a sudden uh, one day uh, become whatever the hell it is now. This show has evolved over 26 years in this market plus, over a long time, and especially over the last several years. It's evolved to what it is now. Just like supposedly we're supposed to be evolving and maturing and getting a little more adult and being less thin-skinned and uptight about words and language and things like that, supposedly. So if there's anybody who doesn't like the show, my best advice to you is if you want to call Greg Reed, be my guest, go right ahead. He's got better things to do, I'm sure, especially these days. But if you want to do that, fine. If you want to complain. Best idea is turn it off. If there's anybody out there who don't like what they are on the show, if they accidentally fell into it like that one guy I heard this morning, that one Schwarzer, hey, turn it off. It's a free country. Or get pissed off, whatever the hell makes you happy. End of commentary. Here's a little piece to get us started today. Florida Killer post personal ad for Cyberfriend. Thank you, Beast. Am I supposed to say the Beast brought this in or not? Is that Why a bad not? idea? Well, I don't know. I'm just, uh, hey, listen. Want to make sure I get the lay of the land, you know. 
Fort Lauderdale, the online personal ads reads nicely, describing a world traveler and scholar who loves cooking, water sports, yoga, and hiking. Hi, I'm Bill. I'm compassionate, six foot two, 200 pounds, athletic guy who enjoys Mediterranean food, the poetry of Keats and Baroque music, says the ad accompanied by a photo of a smiling, benign-looking fella. Kind of like that pipe bomb kid, benign-looking, goofy. Anyway, we'll get to him. What William Coday's ad doesn't say is that he used hammers to kill two ex-girlfriends. I just find it very interesting that he chose to leave out some important details. I wonder what Artie Johnson would think about that. Very important details about his criminal history. Broward County Prosecutor Chuck Morton, who helped convict Cody of murder in April, told the Sun Sentinel. The website where the ad is posted offers potential pen pals a clue, www.cyberspace.inmates.com. Cody also offers up his inmate number along with the post office box. A jury convicted Cote, a former librarian in Fort Lauderdale, of first-degree murder for beating and stabbing his girlfriend, Gloria Gomez, after she broke up with him in 1997. According to trial evidence, Gomez had 57 wounds from the hammer and 87 stab wounds and gashes. The jury was not told that Cote was previously convicted of manslaughter for killing another ex-girlfriend in Germany in 1978. He admitted using a shoemaker's hammer to beat her to death and served 18 months in a German prison. See, he served 18 months in a German prison. 18 years would have been good. Don't you think that would have been improvement? Much better. So maybe he couldn't do the same thing in, uh, let's see, in 78, and then again 1990. So well, it was uh, almost 20 years anyway. The personal ad also didn't say that Cody is awaiting a sentencing hearing in June in which a judge will decide whether he gets life in prison or the death penalty. Oh! All right. But he'd like to meet you. He'd like to meet and greet. Maybe he can meet you at the Behind Steak and Shake, like that pedophile or rabbi. Wasn't that the deal? He was meeting. Uh, wanted to meet that kid at Steak and Shake? I forgot where. I think somewhere like that. He wanted he wanted to meet the <laughs> he wanted to shake it. At any rate, here's our poll. Well, I guess before we do the poll, let's talk about this other scumbag, who who just uh, you know you look at him and you wonder what kind of a moron you know what kind of a silly ass goofball and another computer nerd with his own website. What have I always told you about computer nerds? Beware! Some of the most dangerous people in the world are these punks who are computer nerds. Several different categories. The ones who play Dungeons and Dragons, beware of them, too. You know, although that's kind of out now, isn't it? Is that still in? Oh, it's out. It's out. Now the better thing is to be having your own website. Like this uh, axe murderer we just had, the uh, hammer murderer. The hammer's a murderer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kills me some days. But anyway. Student caught in Reno charged in mailbox bombings. A 21-year-old college student who looks about 16, by the way was charged in the uh, string of pipe bombs left in mailboxes in five states after he was arrested on a windswept highway outside Reno, ending a manhunt that stretched across half the country. Luke J. Helder of Pine Island, Minnesota, was captured after dropping at least one gun out his car window, said Alan Davidson, spokesman for the Nevada Highway Patrol. A bomb squad was called to check the vehicle for explosives. It's him, said Gail Jacobs, an FBI spokeswoman in Las Vegas. And let me say it again, if you've missed, I can't imagine how you could have missed it, but they show the clips of him being uh, escorted away by the cops, and he's just a, a goofy-looking uh, punk. Yucking a silly it up. person. Huh? Yucking it up. Yeah, he's yucking it up. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that fun? Yeah, he really had something to say. You know what he had to say? I'm an asshole. That was his statement. That's it. And we, who are we to disagree? Helder was stopped more than 1,500 miles from western Illinois, where some of the first bombs were found Friday. A motorist on Interstate 80 spotted Helder's westbound vehicle and tipped off authorities who pulled him over after a 40-mile chase that reached 100 miles an hour. Helder was taken to jail in Reno. Federal prosecutors now were charged him with using an explosive to maliciously destroy property affecting interstate commerce and with using a destructive device to commit a crime of violence. 
U.S. Attorney Charles Lawson said Helder was responsible for the injury suffered Friday by a woman in Tipton, Iowa. He was captured after... Uh, why do they repeat this? Didn't we already just say that uh, he dropped at least one gun out the window? Yeah. Already. <laughs> the capture came just eight hours after the FBI issued an all-points bulletin for Helder and said wanted to question him about the 18 pipe bombs found since Friday. His father at the family's home in Minnesota also pleaded with Helder, please don't hurt anyone else. You have the attention you wanted. Now, it's easy to criticize the father, and I thought that his comments were, like, uh, a little bit bizarre. But nevertheless, put yourself in his shoes, huh? How'd you like it if one of your kids all of a sudden turns out just for a kicks to decide to start putting pipe bombs in mailboxes? What do you say then? Well, what's what's the, uh, res- the reasonable response? Oh, not my kid. Right, exactly. Tidbits about Helder Buchanan coming in on Tuesday. Yesterday, authorities said he apparently made a cellular phone call that was relayed through a southern Utah... Uh, station on Monday afternoon, and a college newspaper in Wisconsin said it gave the FBI a seven-page letter yesterday that was received over the weekend and signed with Helder's name. The letter was postmarked in Omaha on Friday, the day the first eight bombs were found in Iowa and Illinois, the day before eight more bombs turned up in Nebraska. He was on a joyride. He was like uh, heading around the Midwest and down to Texas and then back up to Reno, maybe to plunge his brains out. At Helder's family home an hour's drive southeast of Minneapolis, his father Cameron read a statement urging his son to call home. I really want you to know that Luke is not a dangerous person, Cameron Helder said, just because he's blowing up people's hands and stuff like that. I think he's just trying to make a statement about the way our government is run. I think Luke wants people to listen to his ideas, and not enough people are hearing him, and he thinks this may help. He added, Luke, you need to talk to someone. Please don't hurt anyone else. It's time to talk. You have the attention you wanted, Luke. We love you very much. We want you home safe. Right. Oh, and like I said, what's he going to say? And he wasn't doing this to make any statement. No. He's doing it because he's a smart-ass, because he's a little wise-ass punk with a website. That who gets down there with a bunch of his goofball buddies. That rambling thing you read. Haven't I always said that, that going to college, you specialize in asshole 101. That's what you go to college for, to see how much of an asshole you can be. And, you know, it, it used to be silly things like jamming people into a phone booth and swallowing goldfish. Now it's putting pipe bombs in mailboxes, stuff like that. Not to mention all the hazing crap that we can get into. A lot of interesting stuff about hazing on the Internet, by the way, for all you Internet uh, computer geeks. Here's our poll question today, inspired by the popularity of Spider-Man, no doubt. And what a shame that you use this theme. Huh? See, why wouldn't they use that theme in the movie? Old, dated. Yeah, it's old and dated, but who, who uh, I, I see, I don't understand that. If you aren't one of the people who followed Spider-Man in the comics, then why in the world would you uh, go see the movie? Uh, that cartoon was off the air and over with a long time ago. A lot of current yeah. Spider-Man fans uh, don't remember that. I see. Well, I do, them. but I'm an old man. Yeah, you're an old fart. And I'm like ancient. I'm like a fossil. I'm like a walking fossil. And very proud of it, by the way. What was your favorite all-time, and I don't know if I worded this right. Maybe we can use some help, and maybe not. See what you think. Which was your favorite all-time cartoon or comic book action figure? Did I leave something out? No, that covers it. Okay. And here's my short list so far. This may be uh, this may be it. I could be wrong. Superman, of course. Captain Marvel, who I think really has taken short shrift. And see, I don't pay attention, needless to say, to comic books anymore. But is Captain Marvel still around? I don't even know. And what the hell was his name? We know about Clark Kent. Oh, and speaking of Clark Kent, I'll get to that in a minute about last night's Smallville, which George missed. George missed Smallville last night. I'm going to tell you, mister, you're right back in the goddamn uh, 
a hot tub, no, tub again. The dog house? Right. I'm a bad man. You're in deep uh, doo-doo again, mister. Just when you thought you were out, they pull you back in because you missed Smallville last night. But I believe Billy oh, Billy Baxter or something like that was... Uh, no, not Billy Baxter. It Bill, was Billy, Billy something. something. It was Billy right. something. Well, that's good. Somebody let us know what uh, Captain Marvel's name was, what his real name was like as a person before he put the cape on. Twelve minutes after nine at 560 WQM. Hey, Superman's got a big one. If you'd like to have a big one, too, a big paycheck, we're talking about money. That's exactly what it's all about. Then call Fast Train and start earning some real cash real soon. You can achieve a brand new career in just four short months. You can double the size of your paycheck by becoming a computer professional before the summer's over. That's right. Fast Train offers Microsoft certified instructors, no payments for a year, job placement assistance, day and evening classes, and now they got four, count them, four convenient locations all over Dayton Broward, including the brand new campus in Kendall. So now there's no more excuse because there's got to be one very close by you. Call Fast Train toll free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN or check them out on the web at fasttrain.com. Fast Train can have you certified and ready for that new career in as little as four months because nobody nowhere should have to settle for a small embarrassing one if you want to get you a big impressive paycheck. Get yourself uh, hooked up with Fast Train. Call them right now, toll-free, 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And don't forget, all Fast Train locations are licensed by the State Commission. The 18th. No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express written permission of WQAM, BZ Broadcast no. Group, Incorporated. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. New from the makers of CK1, the scent for both sexes, comes the newest in aromatic aphrodisiacs made just for homosexuals. D-I-C-K-1. D-I-C-K-1 is the stiff new scent for today's alternative lifestyler. Some colognes can leave you feeling half-cocked and the smell doesn't last long. With D-I-C-K-1, you just squirt it on your face and you're good to go, sailor. D-I-C-K-1. Scientifically designed with gerbil enzymes and sheep sperm extract, it's D-I-C-K-1. In a 12-inch bottle with a purple tip dispenser, it's the all-new D-I-C-K-1. And coming soon, it's the all-new scent for lesbians, S-S-Y-1. Mmm. 917 at 560 WQM. So anyway, speaking of that, you missed Smallville last night. Yeah. Which uh, I think was a bad mistake, a bad move on your part. Although I must confess, I was sitting here doing a little bit of work, and I forgot all about it. And I looked at my watch, and it was 10 after 9. And I said to myself, ah, ah. Not two weeks in a row. I can't do that. So I rushed back in the living room and turned on uh, whatever the hell it was on, on Warner Brothers. Yes, the double, was double. Smallville. I don't think I missed anything all that exciting, except the part where um, Clark Kent was running around naked. Did we find out? Did anybody give us the name of uh, Captain Marvel's real name? Nope. Well, what the hell's that all about? What's wrong with you people, man? Billy Batson. I think you, I think that sounds like it, yeah. That's it. There's two facts saying the same thing. And that's it. I just got to, <laughs> I just got through asking, did anybody give us the name? Well, I had to reach over to the no. fax machine, especially when I got this short-ass cord hooked to my head. Oh, well, there's nothing worse than having a short-ass cord. Billy Batson, that's it. See, I wouldn't remember that because it's too long ago. And I don't think they even make Captain Marvel anymore. I could be wrong about that. He, re Like I told you yesterday, he got short shrift. Yes. So anyway, if I can get back to Smallville, if you'd stop interrupting me with the cockerel like Billy Batson. Um, Norma Kent called here last night after being at the uh, ball game, the South Florida baseball team, which the paper said there was a little over 6,000 people there. Norma claimed there were, if there were 3,000, it was a lot. He said it was like uh, the most sparse gathering he's ever seen in his life, even though they had that smashing victory. So uh, he calls me at about 9.30, and I'm in the middle of watching Smallville, and I thought to myself, what a major asshole I'd call somebody. It's like somebody calls me in the middle of watching Passions. You just don't do that. 
You don't do it. There's certain times when you don't call somebody, unless it's a major emergency, which it was not. But at any rate, he did have something very interesting to point out, that when he was up in Vancouver a year ago, smoking a lot of bad weed, I'm sure, Norma, uh, he was uh, somehow stumbled on the uh, taping of Smallville, which they do tape in Vancouver, and stumbled upon uh, Tom Welling and met him and actually sat down and talked to him for ten minutes. So he tells me. And he says, oh, you watched that show, too? And he said, isn't he? And he used a word that I would never use. But that's normal. You know, he's a little more flamboyant, I guess, than I am. More of a queen. He said, isn't he gorgeous? See, I don't uh, I don't use that word, talking about guys gorgeous. I would say pretty. You know, pretty. I mean, but I, although, I, which is worse, gorgeous or pretty? I don't know. Either one would make me uncomfortable. <laughs> he's got a real well, pretty mouth. I don't care whether it's going to make you uncomfortable, because believe me, nobody's going to say it about you. So what are you worrying about? That's good. You're not gorgeous or pretty. You're pretty, like, uh, you know, boring. But at any rate. I'll take see, it. See, one thing about George, if it sounds like he mumbles when he's on the air, it fits right in because he looks like he sounds, kind of like, you know, boring. monotone. Right. But uh, I, I don't know. I just would never call a guy gorgeous. To me, that's like, uh, I don't know. I feel squeamish. I feel like Norma Kent saying something like that. But he's pretty. In fact, the one word we could all agree on, I think, is hot. But at any rate. So it was a good show in last night. And then, of course, there are always, I've noticed the, the, uh, there's a recurring thing that happens in that show every week. The last two minutes after they come back from that long, ponderous last commercial break that seems to go on for a lifetime, the last uh, segment always has to be like a tearjerker. There are yep. a lot of people jerking it during those last few minutes on that show. And last night we were squirting tears because, uh, is it Tanya? Is that her name? The one that's got the hots for Clark and he has for her, but he's, he's too much of a pussy to like, uh, say, hey, you know, let's do it. I mean, here's a guy that looks, uh, just like God, who can fly. He's, uh, uh he's he got all these fly incredible... yet. Well, he can, he can dart around pretty damn good so far. And he's got x-ray vision too to see right through your clothes. And he still can't get laid. And he's down to between Chloe, whose life he saved last night, I think that's her name, and Tanya. Well, anyway, Tanya's, uh, interim boyfriend, you know, the uh, goofy guy that's always wearing a high school jacket? Yes. The jock type? Well, anyway, his father died. And so at the end of the show, we have to see the funeral, and they're all standing out there in the rain, and there's John Schneider and Mrs. Uh, Kent, and this one and that one, and uh, et cetera. And then at the end, there's poor Clark standing out. How he winds up all alone, I don't know, because I wouldn't leave him alone very long. But he's standing out there all alone in the rain, you know, just kind of... Uh, very uh, tear-jerking there at the end of uh, Smallville every week. Anybody who doesn't watch Smallville is a piece of turd in our book, okay? Just mention that in passing. Anyway, here's our poll, which Eric's probably getting a little bit perturbed. I bet you Eric doesn't watch Smallville. Probably too busy. Nah, he's not too busy to watch Smallville, but probably his uh, lovely wife doesn't. Well, come to think of it, he probably does watch it. I bet you she watches it. Because from what I'm heard, a lot of guys who are, like, whipped, the women control the remote control in their home. This anyway, which was your favorite all-time? And he ought to be whipped, okay, if she's as nice as you said she is. Yeah. Boca, <laughs> I haven't met her. Boca Brian did. He said she was a sweetheart. See, that's what I'm saying. So he ought to let her watch whatever else she wants to watch. Which was your favorite all-time cartoon or comic book action figure? So in connection with this, last night I'm sitting here while forgetting about watching Smallville, and I'm listening to these uh, old um, uh, TV themes, uh, themes, theme themes. And, you know, that show, or a couple of shows that we did on these, this, uh, to me, that was some of my favorite stuff ever in recent years. I love those shows. And I think the audience did, too. And if not, that's too bad anyway. Because now that I have these all out, I'm going to play some of these themes today, interspersed with our regular crap. Don't you think that's a good idea? Yes. Well, yeah. No, I, I yeah, enjoy these. About it. I love those. Oh, this is, uh, it's just great. It, makes, it gives me goosebumps. Of course, Pat, Psycho Pat's on the board today. He won't probably enjoy most of it because he's not old enough to remember most of these things.
He'll pretend to like them. Oh. Like the original Spider-Man theme. Did you remember that? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh. He said Scott Mellonby's a hell of a player. Not good enough for the Panthers, but nice going there, Scott. Oh! For St. Louis as they kicked Detroit's ass last night. And how about that Josie Theodore? Boy, I tell you, he can play good and he looks damn good, Josie. I always t I had my finger on him a long time ago. Those Canadiens, which I used to hate Montreal, but now you feel sorry for him after all these terrible years. And uh, if, if the Leafs can't do it, which I'm sure they can't, uh, Canadians, go, go Frogs, go. And Eric is saying, are you ever going to read the goddamn list or are you just going to keep rambling and rambling? Well, I'm all worked up today. You know, we got that ceasefire range now. Although you see what happened with that Middle East ceasefire again with your uh, favorite uh, terrorist with those suicide bombers again yesterday, those homicide bombers. My this favorite terrorist? Picked a, they picked a, isn't that a show like my, uh, I'm Mary Joan, my favorite uh, Martian? Something like that. It's kind of a cross. At any rate, this time they picked a billiard hall where there's a lot of young people. And, of course, pizza parlors where there's a lot of young people. Let's blow up as many young people as we can. That's their motto. Good thing Sharon's not doing that. And, and you think, and you think that he'd learn not to come here. Every time he comes here, they have another suicide bombing. He has to go uh, hurrying back. And he was just getting all bulked up on a good deli here in, uh, in DC. Man, he is just enormous. He's, uh, he's getting bigger by the minute. Yes. Can you imagine how much food they have to feed him on that LL flight? <laughs> God. Because it takes, I wonder how long it takes to fly there. Because it takes, uh, I don't know, like seven, probably about 11, 12 hours, I would think, from DC. Wouldn't you? Maybe he takes his own suitcase full of food. Full of deli, I'm sure he does. Anyway, what was your favorite all-time ca uh, uh, cartoon or comic book action figure? Here's the list, Eric. I'm very sorry that I'm rambling. I'm just all worked up today. I'm pissed off and fired up. Superman, Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Billy Batson. I'm very proud of everybody for coming up with that. That was that was a toughie. Billy Batson. Batman, speaking of Batson the Belfry, Batman. Spider-Man. See, Spider-Man's going to get an inordinate number of votes now because of the fact the movie's out and everybody's uh, going to see it. Right, but understand they made the movie because it's a very popular comic book to begin with. Dick Tracy, Prince Valiant. And I don't know why I put that on there, other than I remember Prince Valiant. I never read it. Did you read Prince Valiant? Yeah, and it was boring as dog crap. I don't know why I read it. You read Prince Valiant? I thought that was like for uh, Sissy's Prince Valiant. I don't think like Macho oh, Guys like you Oh, manly sword fighting. What are you talking oh, about? Yeah. Like I said. And then, of course... I love it. Wonder Woman. We'll hear the whole thing. I can't wait to start playing these themes. Wonder Woman. And then one that probably not too many are going to vote for, but it was one of my very favorites, Plastic Man. You remember Plastic I, Man? I loved Plastic Man. What are you talking oh, about? That was, it was great. funny. That was I a thought funny it was just, uh, He used to wrap himself around the uh, buildings and all this other crap. He was great. Plastic. I might vote that, for that. That was a movie, too, wasn't it? Not too long ago, Plastic Man? Uh, not that I know of. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not saying it was very popular. I think maybe six or seven people saw it, but I'm pretty sure they made a movie out of Plastic Man. And Green Hornet is the okay. other one I can think of. Now, am I leaving anything off uh, right off the bat? Well, yeah. Speaking of well, green. Let's, well, let me, do, let me do the break, and okay. then we'll get to it, okay? Just relax. Just take your time. We've got plenty of time here to hear all these things, and just calm down. little change of pace here today. Then we got Father Shanley pleads not guilty. We know about that already. Former uh, priest uh, arrested and mauled another one in uh, New England. Scout leader pleads guilty to sodomy in New York. There's a good one for you. Slo oh, but my favorite one. Don't let me forget about the Slovak who dies after he uh, decapitated himself because of his taxes. Well, he, you know, he had why a guilty conscience. He owed too much tax and he couldn't pay. Yeah, why is that funny where he tried to chop his own head off? Nine Everybody likes a little head, but 927 at 560 WQAM. Hey, the Beast probably likes a little head. They might actually get some now that he's losing all that weight on balance for life. 
The beast is in the building. Is he still waddling around here somewhere? Uh, not right now. He was well, just in here. Yes, he is. See, he's waddling around. Now. But I don't, I don't want to force him to get on the scale right now because he does a weigh-in once a week, which is the smart way to do it. But I guarantee you next time he gets on the scale, he's probably going to be approaching 30 pounds, somewhere between 25 and 30 on Balance for Life. This is a man, a young man whose life we're saving with Balance for Life. We can do the same for you, too. This is the unbelievably effective gourmet meal delivery service that we've been talking about for a few months now. If you're too busy to eat the right foods, if you're tired of shopping and trying to figure out what to buy and what not to buy, if you're tired of counting calories or carbs, no problem anymore. Balance for Life is the answer. If you've tried all the other quack diets and been frustrated because you can't lose any weight and keep it off, Balance for Life again is the answer. They combine the knowledge of zone-based nutrition with special emphasis on the glycemic values of your carbohydrates, which maybe you don't understand that, but even if you don't, it works. And they deliver right to your door by 6 a.m., right at your home, at your work, wherever you are. Three hormonally balanced gourmet meals, two delicious snacks, even a 16-ounce bottled water right in your little black sack. And as long as you've got that little black sack every day, which has got plenty of food to keep you satisfied, the weight just keeps pouring off with you. So get with the real controlled improvement weight loss, eat healthy lifestyle. Maybe even get yourself into a bathing suit that you won't be ashamed to let people see you this summer. They don't forget, they'll even let you choose between two alternatives for every meal each day that you're on the program. So get in shape for summer starting right now with Balance for Life. Call and talk to our good friend Troy, who's a real trip. Call 954-568-3229. 954-568-3229 or check out their website at www.balanceforlife.com and in no time at all you'll Waterdale. The Hammer. The Hammer. Weekdays at 3 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Neil Rogers. Ah. Willie, are you still in the bathroom? Yeah, Mom, I'll be right out. Little Willie Stamper just found something amazing and his life will never be the same. God, he sure is in there an awful lot. Are you all right in there, Willie? Almost finished. Coming soon to theaters everywhere. It's... When I found my dad's pornos. Willie, where did all the Kleenex go? And what's this all over the floor? Were you eating in here again? From depressed and awkward teen to the happiest guy in school, Willie Stamper has found heaven in his father's hope chest. Oh, it's okay, Mom. You and Dad go out. I'll stay here and watch the house. I don't mind. When I found my dad's pornos, rated PG-13. All kids aged 13 must see this film. All right. 932 at 560 WQAM. So here's some faxes coming in already, with, uh, and I'm, I'm lost. I'm just lost. you want to know why? Why? Because I stopped reading cartoons and the comic books about 100 years ago, so being an old fart like me, that's why my list is like so narrow. And, of course, all the ones that I listed there go back uh, a 1,000 years. So the ones that are coming in now, for example, oh, but before I read those, I have to do this. I'll forget about it. Slovak dies after decapitation attempt over taxes. A Slovak man died after trying to decapitate himself with a homemade guillotine, guillotine if you want to be a frog, because he had fallen behind in paying his taxes, police said yesterday. The 56-year-old man drove his car in front of the uh, tax office in the western Slovak town of Malaki late last month, pulled out a device resembling a guillotine, guillotine, stuck his head in it, and tried to decapitate himself, the police said. It didn't cut off his head completely, but he wounded himself so badly that he died afterward, Malaki police chief Milan Kuzma told Reuters. The man left a message saying he could no longer pay his taxes, which totaled around 542 bucks. And you know something? We'd have, we'd have paid it for him. We would? Yeah, we'd have raised the money for him. Too late now. Too yep. late to tell him now. Hey, we'd have paid the taxes for you. Don't cut. Too late. Too, too, too late. I, I guess you, know, you got to hand him credit, though, for originality. I mean, not too many people drive around with a guillotine in their car. Got our attention. Yeah. It's a good way to get head, I guess. Okay, here's uh, this one fax. 
that says, in regard to your uh, poll question for today, as a kid growing up in the 70s, I'm 34, my favorite cartoon superhero of all time was Hong Kong Fui. I, I refuse to put that down on the list. I have to fax this to Eric. I won't write that down. It was a joke cartoon. It sucked. Everybody hated it. Well, what do, what do you mean you won't put it down? In other words, now you're censoring? Well, if I must. I'm beginning to think that. I'm beginning to wonder about you. Since you don't know what that is. I think you're back on that'd be like putting I, That would be like putting Scooby-Doo on, except that Hong Kong Fui was much worse than that. Yeah. But maybe people liked it just because it was crap. Let me ask you something. All these themes that I got here, you heard me playing all these themes this morning. How many of those shows sucked? It would be like putting the, Mary Worth down on the list. Mary Worth, there's another one. <laughs> oh, and how about, well, Mary Worth wasn't an action figure. Come on. Neither was Hong Kong Fui. Next, you'll be putting Nancy on there. Same Hong difference. Hong Kong Fui was not an action figure? It was a joke cartoon. It was for tiny little children. It wasn't for real. Well, he liked it, okay, and I'm putting it on the list. He's a good All guy. Right. He took the time to send the facts. Now, I'm not that'll, letting you censor everybody in the audience, the okay? Well, that's, I don't care. Hong Kong Fui, and of course, by doing what you just did, you guaranteed you see yep. the fate. So all I would say is Fui on Yui, okay? <laughs> exactly. Here's the Phantom. Wrote it down. Okay, the Phantom, purple-suited Phantom. One of the purple people. Superhero comic strip, Billy Zane played him in the movie. The Green Lantern. Now, we know the Green Hornet. The Green Lantern? Right. Had a ring. He could do things. <laughs> he could do things, huh? All kinds of things. Okay. Aquaman. Right. Don't know from Aquaman. Sorry. The Flash. The Flash. I wrote that down. By the way, did we put Flash Gordon on here? No, but I guess we ought to, right? Well, we sure as hell better do that. See, it reminds, it's a good thing he said The Flash. We'd have forgotten about that and looked like a bunch of assholes. Flash Gordon and The Flash. See, we're growing the list there, Eric. It's working like now. Did you have some other ones yourself? Yeah. Or is the, that uh... the Hulk? Well, wait a minute. The Hulk. Linda Carter, right. That's enough. A lot of these themes I'm going to play today are not from Action Hero or are going to be on the poll, but I just have the, all these discs down, and I just I can't resist. You know, I just cannot resist. I don't Especially blame Especially that, that extra long all-in-the-family theme that you never heard before, the one that we played last time we did this. Right. We heard it before when you played it. No, but I'm just saying we never heard it before then. Before then, Neither no. one of us ever. So anyway, the Hulk, great. they're making the Hulk into a movie, by the way. That's the next one after Spider-Man. They showed the previews. But I have you more think the list. You don't think Plastic Man was a movie? I think you're wrong. I, I'd love to see it if it was. Okay, somebody out there in the audience will know one of the ten people who saw it. 
is our fax number. We're not taking no phone calls, by the way, so don't even waste your time. We did that on Friday. That was that was our phone call day for the uh, millennium. No, not for the year, but for the for the present time. So anyway, I got a couple more. Okay, Captain America, which you might remember. Yeah, sure. All right. So yeah, I, I thought that was ancient. Captain America, yes. And Daredevil, which you won't remember, but I used no, to like Daredevil. No Pat likes Daredevil a lot. That probably really? was my favorite comic when I was uh, buying them. Well, if Pat likes it, I have to put a question mark after it, because we all know how bizarre he is. Anyway, so we got a pretty good list so far. Any other faxes come in, or is that it? Wait, there's one over there. Let me take my headphones off. Which was your favorite all-time cartoon or comic book action figure? Superman. Oh, and can I also say this before we listen to that, which we will in a minute or two, okay. or three or four. Uh, we're not talking about TV shows, so you don't get confused with George Reeves and uh, Bud Collier played him on the radio and George Reeves on TV, and then uh, we had the movies uh, with, uh, who was in that? What's his name? The other Reeves. Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Christopher Reeves, thank you, the one who's not feeling too good. And uh, and then, of course, we got uh, Superboy. Should we put that on there separately for the pedophile Superboy? That was a separate comic. Hmm. It well, was, it was a separate comic, you're right. Yeah, but see, and I don't want you to get confused with Superboy and the Smallville, okay? So we're not talking about TV shows, we're not talking about movies, we're talking about cartoon and comic book action figures, and the fact that you enjoyed the movies about them, or did not as the case may be. Like, Dick Tracy was also a movie, you know that. Yes, of course, bad movie. And, Fla and Flash Gordon, which was just, oh, that was bad. cute. If we're going to put Superboy, are we going to put Supergirl on there? She had her own comic. I never heard of Supergirl. Get out. It was his cousin. Maybe that. Maybe that's where I came to the fork in the road and turned the other way. You know, when it came to uh, I took I took Superboy over Supergirl. In fact, I had like a little Super uh, Superboy figure. And I, I don't want to say a doll because that was no no. <laughs> it's my an, image. It was an action figure. It was that's like a little action figure. Yeah, that's Superboy. what boys had. Yeah, and I have a lot of action. Supergirl was their own comic. Are we putting it down? Yes or no? Yeah, sure. Why? Look, okay. if we're gonna put down Hong Kong Fui, I mean, why yeah. the hell not? We'll put. And, and look what I wrote. I wrote honk. <laughs> honk, honky, fooey. Fooey. Honky, fooey, yeah. See, so don't get started with race stuff again. Next, we'll be playing that restitution song, man. And people are saying, hey, how come you be saying nigga on air? Stuff like that, you know? Let me say it again in case you missed the beginning of the show. Anybody who questions the uh, morality, validity, uh, bullcrap of this show, blow it out your ass. Okay? If you don't have a sense of humor, this show is not for you. It's not for you. 20 before 10 at 560 WQM. Am I doing the wrong spot now? I think I'm just about to do the wrong spot, which would be very bad, because we want to, especially with Mother's Day coming up this Sunday, we don't want to miss on this. This year, more than ever, we want you to show Mom you really love and appreciate her, even if you don't, by sending her a Vermont teddy bear. Your mom, wife, or grandma will receive a beautiful bear made in Vermont and delivered with a free card and candy and a fun gift box. And there's nothing like a fun box. Just call a bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her, so she'll know you put some real thought into your gift. Ask about the new Spa Ma Bear or the Mama's Boy with a heart-shaped tattoo. And don't forget, Dad, it's your job to get a gift for Mom from the kids, and the mother and cub set is perfect because you can add as many cubs as needed with their names on the outfits, like if you've got about 15, 20 kids. It's a lot more personal than sending those flowers that no matter how beautiful they are, they'll be dead in no time at all. So call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. I wonder if they have like a, a Clark Kent uh, teddy bear. That would probably be next. A Tom Welling teddy bear with big, big feet. It only takes five minutes to order. You can even send her bear to the office to impress everybody with what a big shot you are. Give her a gift this Mother's Day. She'll remember forever because it'll last forever from Vermont Teddy Bear Company. And when you call, be sure and tell them that old Neil told you to call 1-800-829-BEAR. That's one 800 829 
It's the Marlins and Padres Unite the Pro. Coverage starts at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Packwood can't keep his pecker in his pants. depends on you and the powers you possess. Since you saved his life with your flying scissor knife, he's got a job for you to do. You know I had to do that, didn't you? Of Just course. resistant. Of course. Anyway, the uh, Dow's up 169 points, and the Nasdaq 65. Let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Now let me turn that off real quick, okay? You know me. I'm the kiss of death. Shanley pleads not guilty to child rape. i got to get this story in before we continue with our putting our survey together. Just relax. I have another two or three uh, bre- uh, egg, uh, egg McMuffins. Breakfast croissants. That's what I'm thinking about. Breakfast croissants from Burger King. Mm. I still say that's the only good thing that they got. You're right. And anybody out there that eats onion rings from Burger King, you will die someday. I'll guarantee you that. Someday. Someday. We'll be together. Shanley pleads not guilty to Charlie. You know, she really bugs me. I don't know about you, but Diana Ross is starting to wear real thin after these first 60 years. Yes. I'm getting real tired of that bitch. Especially since she pulled that deal off in the airport and had Heathrow in London. Remember that deal? Oh, yeah. That was a good story. She was claiming that they were trying to feel her up. Who the hell would feel you up, you old bitch? It was wishful thinking. Who the hell would want to touch your saggy old boobs, you old bitch? God. Who the hell is she fooling, huh? Oh, and you see about the streaker? I got that story, too, about the streaker that uh, ran in front of the Queen's entourage. No, they always have yeah, streakers. Yeah, they actually showed England. it on TV this morning because they had the little uh, the little gray, uh, you know. Male or female streaker? Male. Oh. And he was Brit, so, you know. Yeah. Couldn't have been no big deal. Shanley pleads not guilty to child rape. A retired Roman Catholic priest charged with repeatedly raping a young boy, sometimes in the church confessional, sometimes in the... Rectum. Pleaded innocent yesterday, was ordered held on $750,000 cash bail. The Reverend Paul Shanley, 71, was arraigned on three counts of child rape in Newton District Court, which was sitting in Cambridge. Cambridge, the center of learning and yearning. Ever been in Cambridge? Nope. Of course not. How could you be in Cambridge? Judge uh, Diane Klein also ordered Shanley to surrender. How about uh, Pat? You been in Cambridge? Never. You been in Harvard at MIT? Nope. Been to Boston. Well, that's close enough. Judge Diane Klein, have you ever been to a Quincy Market? Yes, I have, three times. Had those, had those great clam strips? Yes, I did. And great chowder? Oh, I, I tell you, I love Boston. The food there, you could, you could balloon up to like 7,000 pounds there without even trying. I did, worked for me. Man, I went from like a, you know, like an average 150 pound punk to 212 pounds in about five minutes in Boston. Just, just ballooned up to humongous size. 
Can I finish this story? We're going to start with that food crap again. See, that's the one good thing. You notice I do not eat during the show now when I'm here. And when I'm there doing the show, I got the uh, black sack from Balance for Life. So all the way around, at least uh, I have no excuse. Of course, the problem is the show ends at 1 o'clock, and then I eat. Haven't had no Nestle's turtle over for several days. Aren't you proud of me? Very. But then again, there's this, uh, who makes it? Bri not Briars. Cadbury makes this caramel crunch. But anyway, mm. Judge Diane Klein also ordered Chanley to surrender his passport and to avoid contact. See, the new deal is they make all these ice creams. For the last few years, they've been starting to do this. Like there's a Smarties ice cream with little Smarties in it. And all the candy bars have got their own ice cream now, which is where the turtle thing came from. I'll tell you one thing. All you people in this audience, you thought that the fish food was good. All you uh, Spicks who thought that, that Dulce de Leche was good, whatever the hell it is. It's caramel. Uh, are you interrupting again? Oh, sorry. I'm going to I'm going to report you to the Mo man if you don't cut the crap. Because the more you talk, the more I get pissed off. At any rate, uh, what was I just saying before you interrupted? All about Nestle's turtle. You must have it before you die. I don't care where you have to go to get it. I don't have to care uh, if you have to drive across the Peace Bridge. If it's only a Canadian thing, you can probably get it like in St. Catharines or Hamilton. Where do you wind up when you cross the Peace Bridge? I guess Fort Erie, where they have the racetrack. Or like Niagara Falls would be good. I bet you Niagara Falls, Ontario, they got Nestle's turtle. Anyway. I'm just giving you some tips, because believe me, before you die, you must put some of that in your puss. Judge Diane Klein also ordered Chanley to surrender his passport and avoid contact with children under age 16 after a prosecutor detailed what she said was weekly sexual abuse of the alleged victim, which included rape and oral sex when the boy was between the ages of 6 and 13. The abuse allegedly occurred between 1983 and 1990. See, I don't think any punishment is good enough for this piece of crap. I think the death penalty would be too kind for this son of a bitch. Shanley's attorney, Frank Madonna, who had asked that Shanley be released on his own recognizance, immediately requested a higher judge review Klein's bail decision. The review was scheduled for Thursday in Middlesex Superior Court. He stands before this court as an innocent man in connection to these charges, and he's never been convicted on other charges, Madonna said. <laughs> Rooney said Shanley would take the victim out of religion. I wonder if he's related to uh, Mike Madonna. Rooney said Chanley would take the victim out of religious education classes at St. John the Evangelist Parish in Newton and rape him in various places, including the rectory, bathroom, confessional, and even the... Rectum! The child was repeatedly told, if you tell anyone, no one will believe you, said Prosecutor Lynn Rooney. Rooney also argued Chanley was a flight risk, noting he had recently been out of the country in Thailand, as was reported on this show. She read excerpts of several Shanley letters to church officials in which the priest talked about fleeing the country. In one January 1994 letter, Shanley discusses moving to, guess where, George? Costa Rica. Excellent. <laughs> right on. It might be cheaper and it might allay the concerns of the victims, the letter read. Rooney also read letters, uh, she said, referred to apparent past attempts by the church officials to help Shanley hide. In one letter, the Reverend Brian Flatley detailed a September 1995 conversation with Shanley in which Shanley discussed living in an unnamed country with a post office box in the U.S. to preserve his anonymity. Given his resourcefulness and independence, I think this is probably a good plan for him, Flatley wrote. Madano criticized prosecutors for bringing up letters that he said had nothing to do with the current case. He said Shanley had neither the means nor the intention to leave the country, pointing out he had been living in California and had family and other ties in Massachusetts. Of course, that doesn't explain why he was just in uh, Thailand, but I think we have a pretty good idea about that. How do you like that? In court, Chanley uh, indicated he was struggling to hear Klein when she entered pleas of innocent on his behalf. I'm having trouble, he said, motioning to a hearing aid in his right ear. He has hear hearing aids from all that fooling around. Shanley was arrested in San Diego on Thursday, several weeks after police first started looking for him. He returned to Massachusetts on Monday. 
Documents released in a civil suit by a different alleged victim of Shanley showed Archdiocese officials knew of dozens of sex abuse allegations against Shanley, but still moved it between parishes. The Archdiocese also didn't warn the Diocese of San Bernardino when he moved there in 1990. The documents also showed officials knew Shanley advocated sex between boys and men and a contracted venereal disease. Let's hear it for the Archdiocese, baby. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with that? I think they're getting a little bit picky now. It's hard to find a good priest. So here's some more for our list, okay? You ready? Well, you probably looked at these. The tick. I, did. I wrote down the ones that applied. <coughs> did you write the tick? Yes. yes. Never heard of that. Is that, a, is that about some action figures? It was figures a comic like a book and a cartoon, and they made a real series out of it that failed miserably. Billy Batson. Boy, see, already we learned something. Before even the first hour was over today, we learned that Billy Batson was uh, Captain Marvel before he put his outfit and cape on. Speaking of Captain Marvel, yes? we've got a couple faxes, people requesting Shazam that don't know that that's the name of Captain Marvel, that Shazam is the thing that he says to turn into Captain Marvel. Well, what, what do you mean requesting Shazam? They think that oh, Shazam... Oh, in other words, they think that's, a, they that's, think the, name that's the name of the comic? Right. <laughs> oh, and, the, and the character. <laughs> See, I told you, this this man, this creature from another planet, this uh, Captain Marvel has been in this. So he, he, that was a great comic. I love Captain Marvel. I mean, it was no Superman, but it was right in the running. It was no Batman, well, but it was right it was, in there. It was cute. Yeah, Captain Marvel was good, and Billy Batson, and he used to say Shazam. He used to say before, Shazam. Uh, what's his name started saying it before uh, that faggot? I mean, Gomer Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah, he's see. Probably a lot of people think Gomer Pyle invented that, but he didn't. He just wanted to fly, <laughs> and it wouldn't surprise me if Jim Neighbors probably can take off anytime he wants. That's what I do. I take off whenever the hell I feel like it. How about Space Ghost? Okay, it was a cartoon, a superhero cartoon. Yeah. So I wrote uh, that Captain, down. C- Captain, yeah, I wrote it down. Captain Nice? I, I think that's all made up. The rest of those, I think, are made up. No, ISIS heard... is not made up. ISIS, ISIS is was a, uh... was a um, not a cartoon, not a comic book either. It was just that uh, TV series. Okay. You sure of that? Positive. Mr. Terrific? Never heard of it. Well, we're going to have to have some verification on Captain Nice, Mr. Terrific, and ISIS before we put them on our very important, impressive list, okay? So get with it. See, this has nothing to do with our list, but I just, I gotta play this. This is goosebumps up and down my spine. How's Pat Peterson doing, huh? Come on, Pat, wake up a little. Not you, Pat. One thing about our Pat. He has a wife, you know. Yeah. Great show. Wasn't that the longest running uh, something? I guess I could look it up in my book that I have on the floor here, but that will require like bending over. And when you got a big puppet like I got, that's kind of difficult to do. Maybe during the break, I might like you know. I think you're right. It was longest running nighttime soap opera type. Yeah, something show. like that. It was it was an outstanding show. Of course, you didn't watch it because you watched L.A. Law. Correct. Well, okay, okay. Maybe you and Harry Hamlin can run off together. 9.56, he was in that movie Making Love with Michael Onkin. Remember that? Yes, I do. And what's her name, Kate? Uh, Jackson. Jackson. That was a pretty good movie. Michael Onkin had his moments. Now, what was that show he was on, The Rookies? No, he wasn't on The Rookies. He was on, yeah, he was on The Rookies. I don't know. Michael Onkin? Oh, you know better get Michael with Ankeen. it, mister. Except in that movie, which was a little gay for me. He was in, it, <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Four minutes till 10 at 5.60 WQAM. Hey, here's something that's not gay. 
And that—that's uh, Petey Lenny, by the way. Tell him to have a nice trip wherever he's going and get out of my hair. Go away, Petey. Have a good time, but just go away. Oh, he's not having a good time. He's going to go bury somebody. Well, like I said, do a good job and dig deep and go away. But anyway, Petey Lenny's making sure that I get my champion light, I hope, because, boy, I'm jonesing for it. What am I drinking over here now? I wouldn't even want to mention Diet Coke. I mean, people get tired of diet soda and certainly tired of water. It is as boring as dog do. But if you want something that's really delicious and good for you because it doesn't have any crap in it, although it does have all the electrolytes you need after a workout, or like maybe walking two or three blocks like I do, all you have to do is pick up some Champion Light at the store nearest you. It comes in six great improved flavors right now. Orange, lemon, lime, grapefruit punch, uh, lemonade, and what's the other one? I can't and Blue raspberry. He keeps calling it blueberry, but it's blue, ra uh, blue, uh, that's not it. Is that what it's called? Blue raspberry? See, if I had some here, I could look on the label and tell you. Well, you go get some yourself and you'll know exactly what it's called. No matter what the flavors are, they're all delicious. No calories, no carbohydrates, no crap, no sugar, no anything bad in there. Just great tasting sports drink that you're going to love. If you want to find out where you can pick up some Champion Light, which everybody in the world is jumping on the bandwagon now, call Jay Fiedler at home from the Dolphins. He's the spokesman. He's the official. He'll tell you where to go. Or just look up their website if you can't get a hold of Jay at Champion Light, L-Y-T-E. Austin Burke, where great fit always costs less. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Neil Rogers. God. Millions have converted for fun and profit. Now, you too can turn your pagan ways around at Earl Streitz's. We'll convert any goy for just $99.95. That's right. Listen to one of our successful graduates. Boakim, I shalom, malache, hashalom. At Earl Streitz's, we'll convert anyone into a Jew. Malakem hachadosh baruku. Translated means, sorry, I must have left my wallet at home. Translated means, stewardess, did you make sure to give me a kosher meal? Translated, yes, Rabbi, the check is in the mail. Yes, you too can convert into a Jew for just $99.95 at Earl Streitz's. Act now and get a free yardside candle for just $10. Earl Streitz's will convert any goy for just $99.95 or more if we can. How the hell am I supposed to read backwards for Christ's sake? Good point. 1002 at 560 WQM. Here's a fact that says George is right. Putting Hong Kong Fui on the list is bullshit. You might as well put Underdog, Mighty Mouse, and Adam Ant on the list, or even Josie and the Pussycats. So I've crossed it out, Hong Kong, with all due respect to Jim, who faxed that before. I don't want him to feel bad, but too bad, Jim. I crossed it out. And there was a, there was a, a cartoon, Josie and the Pussycats? Yeah. And they made a movie out of it. Oh, I get it. Okay, it's enough. God, no wonder they got that show off the air. They had a movie on that, too, Josie and the oh, Pussycats. Oh, boy, and it stunk. Didn't make a dime. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You just faxed me this stuff about ice cream that somebody uh, sent to you? Yes. And what is this supposed to prove? Although I do see the soy, there, and I've seen these in the supermarket, but I've never tried it. 
That's the brand. Soy's delicious, purely decadent line averages just over 400 calories per cup. Too many for a best bite rating. Where is this from? I don't know. Oh, Nutrition a- Nutrition Action Health Letter, May 2002. I read that religiously before my trips to the uh, supermarket to buy ice cream every day. Make sure I get the good stuff. It says uh, soy desserts are lower in saturated fat than regular ice cream, but the unsaturated fat in soybeans can give them 100 more calories than a regular ice cream like Dryers or Edie's. Oh, with all the respect for our friend that used to bring us all the Edie's coupons, who's a good guy, but I'm not into Edie's. Are you? Yeah, I'm not big on ice cream unless it's really good, like the fish You're food. not big on ice cream? It's got to be something really good and chocolatey like Rocky Road, fish food, something like that. Nestle's Turtle. Can't wait to try that. Oh, when are you going to try that? You're not going to be trying it. You're not getting When it. we find it, it doesn't exist down here yet. That's what I'm saying. It's, not, it's never going to exist there. What makes you think it's going to exist there? Well, maybe You're you not getting it. bring some down next time you come back to town. Put it in your suitcase. No. 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 So uh, what is this supposed to prove here, this thing? The calories and total fat. The calories fat. and saturated fat, and it's got briars and Edie's and dryers and frozen yogurt and uh, soy and... Uh, yeah. Doesn't have no Nestle's on there, so screw it. Thank you anyway. Okay, I think our list is getting there. You think so? Yeah, it's coming along nicely. Okay, Eric, here you go. Here's our list so far, and I think we can put this on there. Are you going to fax this to Eric? Yes, I will. Who's under a lot of pressure because he does not watch Smallville, and I'm getting pretty pissed off about that. Anybody doesn't watch... You know those bumper stickers that say, if you ain't country, you ain't Schmidt? I know. Well, if you don't watch Smallville, your taste is in your toast. Does Pat watch Smallville? Nope. Why not? It ain't a sport. Oh, that's right. It's Shut not a sport, <laughs> he, was, he was watching the uh, hockey games last night. Yes, I was. See, he was watching Detroit get the ass beat by San Luis. Nice going there, Scott Mellonby. Oh! And Keith Kachuk. And he was also probably watching Montreal uh, get by uh, Carolina in overtime. Nice going there, old Don Laudette. That was, that was really quick. That was just the way the uh, Leafs game, game two with Ottawa, ended. Real quick off a of face-off and overtime. I like that. Oh! Yeah, get it over with real quick. And the crowd goes bananas and everybody takes Josie Theodore's clothes off. That was great. Here's the list, Eric. I- I'm rambling today. Am I rambling? Which is probably no. good. This is the kind of a show we needed today on a day after we've had all of this other contratomps going around. We need to get things calmed down a little bit at QAM. A little bit too many big egos floating around. Too many hysterical things being said. Too many irresponsible things. <laughs> Ian said people need to calm down a little bit and understand these are just radio shows. This isn't the end of the world. It's entertainment, okay? It's not the end of the world. It's not the provocative, profound, riveting social commentary that's going to change people's uh, nature and change attitudes and change our times, okay? Are you following that? No. I didn't think so. I'm just not saying that to anybody in particular, just generally speaking. What was your favorite all-time cartoon or comic book action figure, we asked? Superman. This is the first on my list. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can change the course of mighty rivers, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth. 
Justice and the American Way. Every time I play that, I say the same thing, so I won't say it. Superman, which poor George Reeves, you know, it's no wonder somebody blew his brains out. I mean, there toward the end, he was getting like, of course, that was long after that series was over. But even when it was still on the air, he was like, uh, he was uh, had a pupic and he was like, right. uh, balding. Uh, I got, I got a lovelier body than he's got. Wrong for the part. Yeah. I mean, if that, if that was Superman, if, I mean, Tom Welling, anybody can believe. Even some homophobe like, uh, you know, George can believe that. Any any young guy with, who's 25 and got size 14 feet already and got a super penis like Tom Welling, he can be Superman, okay? And he's going to be flying pretty soon on there because he's zipping around faster every week. You of course, I'd like to know, I guess he's also got ESP, too, because you'll notice that he always knows wherever the uh, person who's in harm's way, like last night, it's those the blonde, ears. whatever the hell her name was. He knew exactly where she was. He just scooted right over there. Let's see. Here's one. Uh, just wondered what you thought of the story that aired on Help Me Howard last week about the women, who, the woman who lost her job after 16 years for not speaking Spanish. I really don't care. Oh, thank God I'm not there. Oh, thank God I'm not in South Florida. No, I say habla español aquí. Can you believe that? Yeah. That's why I, I don't think about it. it. I don't know about it. I don't want to know about it. Okay, it speaks for it speaks for itself. All right. And speaking of that, how many years have I been using the word "spick" on here? Do we have any complaints about that? No. No. And kikes and fags and stuff like that. Why all of a sudden this uh, this Schwarzer rousing up and getting everybody whipped up into a frenzy? What that's all about beats the hell out of me. Maybe psychosis. Scott Mellonby kicking ass. eh? says, uh, I don't understand. Oh, this is Pete the Chronic Bordoff for just a second. <laughs> Pete the Chronic Bordoff. Hey, go get a life, Pete. Go away. So did I just play Superman or what? I guess I played that. There's yep. one for you, Eric. Eric's probably thinking to himself, boy, this is sure going very slow. Um, well, I look, told him I, I was going to fax it to him. He doesn't need to. Yeah, you don't need to listen radio. to me. You don't have to pay any attention to what the old fag is saying on here. You just, George will fag. You've got the whole, well, let me, let me run him down yes, before I, do. I play any more. Because I don't have, th I don't have many themes from these anyway. Although I wonder about Flash Gordon on this real, the real old stuff I got, you know, that one that's got all the scratches and pops and pukes. Oh, that would I be nice. Flash Gordon's. No. I don't have it. Damn it. Green Hornet. Well, we'll get to that. Superman, Captain Marvel, Batman, Spider-Man, Dick Tracy, Prince Valiant, Wonder Woman, the Phantom, the Green Lantern. Uh, the Green Lantern? Yeah. What kind of, what kind of a name is that for an action figure? The Green Lantern. Uh, the Green Arrow while we're on green. And then they teamed Is there up. Another one? Yeah. The Green Arrow. The Green Arrow. He was an archer, okay. you know. I believe you. And then they teamed up, and they became the Green Lantern and the Green Arrow in one comic book. Superboy, Supergirl, 
Plastic Man, which we still haven't found out if there You know what? Where's my book? Oh. Let me look at my film book. Or some people say film. Don't you love people who say film? Those who, people should be shot. That? I've, I've encountered people in my life who say film. It was a really good film. Assholes say that. Real assholes, say. they'll say film. Let's see. Uh, plastic Man, Plan 9 from Outer Space, Platoon. Uh, there was no Plastic Man movie, at least not in this book. I told you. Okay, Plastic Man, Green Hornet, Aquaman, is that, I can't even read my own writing. Yes, Aquaman. Flash Gordon, The Flash, The Hulk, Captain America, Daredevil, The Tick, and Space Ghost. That's my list. And, and I just, also, for some reason, not here, it says Tom Welling. I just added Green Arrow for kicks. I, I, I said, fine, if that's on your list, I have no problem with that. Let's get with it, Eric, okay? This is a very important one today. A lot of people out there want to get with these action heroes. To the Batmobile. See? See what I mean? And, and I know that I could get very emotional about that whole deal, too. I'm not going to get all excited about that. About Batman. It was the Five minutes after 10 at 560. Well, you know, when Robin was running around in them tights, it just, uh, you know, when they get in the Batmobile and we're riding real fast. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Give the gift of comfort by treating your mom or wife or both to a comfortable, sensational pair of shoes at New Balance. I am loving the ones uh, that I'm wearing, what, these walking shoes. What do they got? The uh, Velcro. With Velcro straps for lazy people like me. Man, you don't have to tie laces. And these are, uh, seriously, my feet were like getting in pretty bad shape a couple of years ago. And I started wearing these New Balance walking shoes. They're the best I've ever had. All three New Balance stores in Miami, Aventura and Book, have got a fantastic selection of athletic footwear and apparel for the whole family. And summer's coming too, so you, and the kids are going to need comfortable shoes as well. But mom needs good shoes too, so the only place to go is New Balance. This copy is special, man. Just like that corn in deliverance. It sure is special. New Balance stores carry hard-to-fit sizes, too, so if you've got a very narrow foot or a big, fat, wide one like Tom Welling, and maybe if you even have like a 14-size foot like Tom, New Balance will hook you up with some great, comfortable shoes. New Balance footwear is always recommended by podiatrists, and they're known for cushion comfort and durability, and the staff at New Balance knows your feet inside and out. They'll make sure you get a perfect fit every time. Three locations for you of New Balance, Mommy's Pinecrest, also on the second floor of the Aventura Mall, and the town center in Boca, or check them out at NewBalanceMommy.com. Don't forget, guys, this Sunday is Mother's Day, so bring Mommy to New Balance this week and get her a pair of comfortable athletic shoes. They'll thank she'll she be BMW South for a test drive. Sam Kaplan, weeknights at ten on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Come on in and lay down on my couch. Hello, I'm Darva Conger here to tell you about Darvacid, the new pain-killing laxative from I.B. Lily White. If you suffer from sore joints and achy muscles, then Darvacid's the answer. Only Darvacid can let you exercise and get a full night's sleep at the same time. Side effects include... and... 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 If you want relief, take a Darva shit. 1018 at 560 WQAM. Hey, we're digging all the good old stuff out today. Have you noticed that? I did. We're digging in deep like with a fingernail. Anyway, I think we got a pretty good list, but I'm ashamed of you for not thinking of the obvious one that should be on here. I can't believe you left out. Comics. 
Love Dudley Do Right. Love Bullwinkle. Anything to do with Bullwinkle is okay in my book. It was all but good. But that wasn't a uh, wasn't it doesn't qualify. No, but somebody faxed uh, Ghost Rider, so I went ahead and added that to the list before I faxed it to Eric. Very popular okay. for a while. Whatever you say. I mean, you know, I mean, if if it's after the year 1800, I don't know what it's all about. <laughs> I don't watch that stuff anymore. I don't read comic books. In fact, the question is favorite all time. So in other words, either as you were growing up as a kid, like a hundred years ago, like me, or like last year when you were like a little child, whatever you might be, or in between, or maybe like uh, childish in mind, you know. Maybe you read like Green Hornet uh, comics now because you're like a simpleton. Maybe you're like 50, but you have the mind of a three-year-old. I want to cover all the territory, okay, just to make sure you don't feel uh, any angst in casting your vote. Speaking of angst, a former priest who's acknowledged in interviews molesting boys in Methuen and Haverhill was arrested in Malden on Tuesday, meaning yesterday, and charged with rape of a child under 16. Oh! Ronald H. Paquin was arrested at his home Tuesday in one count of rape of a child under 16, said Steve O'Connell, a spokesman for the Essex County DA's office. He was to be held last night, and I guess he was because it's Wednesday already, at the Danvers State Police Barracks and faced arraignment today in Haverhill District Court. Essex County DA Kevin Burke said the charge involved more than 50 incidents with a 12-year-old boy between 1990 and 92 in an automobile in Massachusetts, New Hampshire, and Maine. See, I just mentioned a 12-year-old boy. And the other one, the, uh, the first one they're dealing with Chanley on of the uh, dozens or hundreds, whatever it's going to be, started when he was six. I just mentioned in passing because it seems that more and more of these stories we're talking about little kids, you know, as opposed to what they're trying to feed us about. Oh, no, it's adolescents who are very close to being adults, as if that would make a difference anyway. Paquin is also the subject of a wrongful death lawsuit from the family of a boy who died in a car accident with a priest. Another suit accused him of, of abusing a teenage boy while he was in a treatment center for wayward priests. Donna Morrissey rhymes with Sissy, a spokeswoman for the Archdiocese, said she had no immediate comment, of course. James Francis, 16, died in the November 28, 1981 accident after Paquin brought him and three Haverhill ta- uh, teenagers to a camp in New Hampshire. Francis's family alleges Paquin fell asleep at the wheel on Interstate 93 in Tilton, New Hampshire, after a night of sex and alcohol with Francis, <laughs> boozing it up, abusing and boozing. The Archdiocese removed Paquin from active service at St. John the Baptist Church in Haverhill in 1990 after allegations surfaced he had molested boys there. The church has paid settlements to at least four of his victims. Attorney Jeffrey Newman has said the Archdiocese of Boston had known for at least 10 years that Paquin was accused of sexually molesting minors at the St. Monica's Parish in Methuen and molested children in St. John's Parish in Haverhill after being transferred there from Methuen. Paquin admitted to Boston newspapers that he had fooled around but said he hadn't abused anyone for 12 years and didn't consider himself a pedophile. In other words, it would be like Ted Bundy coming back and saying, oh, I haven't murdered anybody in a long time. Another priest involved in the scandal, well, that's we already know that, about good old Reverend Shannon. This is Adam West on the set of Batman in Hollywood. Hi, kids. This is Robin of the Batman Show. In real life, I'm Burt Ward. Hi, this is Yvonne Craig on the Batman set. Remember your responsibility. Please be careful. To be or not to be a careful driver, that is not the question. That is our responsibility. Drive carefully so that no one will get hurt. <laughs>
And guess what? You know, Edward Amber Horton's been dead for about 30 years now. You know that? Yes. It's sad. He's dead. Sorry. Anybody in this audience know who that was, Edward Everett Horton? No. Who did the voices on Fractured Fairy Tales, did a lot of stuff on Bullwinkle. He was great. Miami mother held on child neglect charge. Three children found among filth and roaches. I still can't believe that story that I Schmidt can't a long time ago that you sent me, that facts. Did you hear about that woman who got fired because she couldn't speak Spanish? You know, see, this business about I'm losing touch with the... I don't want to be in touch with that crap. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to know from it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Same old tired one-note town, man. Oh, they wouldn't speak English. They were speaking Spanish. Good. Well, go uh, speak to somebody who speaks your language, okay? And quit bellyaching. Quit whining about it. Now, it's one interesting thing here is uh, got people from all over the world here. I mean, just jillions of Chinese people and Indian and Pakistani with their shmatas and, and frogs. Everybody speaks English. Isn't that amazing? Julio was telling me about that and how uh, multinational it is and everybody getting yeah. along just fine, just like you. Everybody gets along just fine. You know, we have an occasional murder here or there, but nothing like uh, the uh, states. But everybody seems to be getting along just pretty damn good, you know? And nobody argues. Now, I will say it's a little bit annoying if I had to find one thing, if I, and I would have to search to find anything here that I uh, was unhappy about, other than, of course, that I'm still in touch with QAM, which could drive anybody nuts. But other than that, it would be the fact that everything you buy that's like uh, a package with a label on it, it's the law. The label has to be in English and in Francais. We oui. Makes me sick to my stomach. I, I mean, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, I'm used in Amsterdam. You don't, a lot of the food stuffs you buy, in fact, almost all of them, the, the uh, label is only in Dutch. Do I speak any Dutch? No. I'll still believe? No, I sure as hell don't. Nay. Mother held on uh, Miami mother. Boy, I tell you, there's a lot of mothers down there, a lot of really sick mothers. Miami police arrested yesterday morning a mother of three children charging her with felony child neglect. Angela Moore, 27, was taken to the Miami-Dade County Jail for processing, police said. According to Miami police, a caseworker for the Division of Children and Family went to visit Moore, who declined to open the door. The caseworker notified police and Officer Eugene Edwards responded to the apartment. The officer persuaded Moore to open the door. What we found was appalling, Miami Police spokeswoman Delrish Moss said. The house was filthy. We found rotting food and a two-year-old girl covered with cockroaches. We also found two little boys ages six and seven on the floor. All they had to drink was from a jug of Hawaiian punch, although I do like Hawaiian punch. Did they make diet? I don't think so. There was urine all over. All that was new in the house was beer, Moss said. The children were taken into DCF custody. The mother told investigators she was trying to contact DCF to tell them she needed help. I'm trying to get help. I'm poor and beyond help, Moss quoted the mother. Police are trying to find the children's father who lives in the small unit and works somewhere at Miami International Airport. Probably one of the security people, if you ask me. Uh -huh. The family is very poor. They all lived in a small efficiency that is literally smaller than any studio apartment I've ever seen, Moss said. But this is outright neglect. Another challenge for the Green Hornet. His aide, Cato, and their rolling arsenal, the Black Beauty. On police record, they wanted criminal. The Green Hornet is really Britt Reed, owner-publisher of the Daily Sentinel. His dual identity, known only to his secretary and to the district attorney. And now, to protect the rights and lives of decent citizens, rides the Green Hornet.
Boy, not a good not a good thing to be playing if you're a little high strung, you know what I mean? Man. You think? 1027 at 560 WQM. When you shop for quality footwear, selection and professional service are always important, but the bottom line is price, dollars and cents, no matter how you spell it. At Brandy Shoes, you'll find the biggest selection of men's and women's shoes, the best service in town, and the best prices in town, period. Top quality names like Rockports, SAS, Berry, Timberland Naturalizer, and lots more. And with their humongous selection, you never have to worry about hearing, sorry, mister, we don't have that style in your size. Find out why most Brandy's customers not only keep coming back, but usually buy several pair on each visit to the store. Brandy's is open daily, 9 to 9, Sundays 10 to 5. You'll find them at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach. And don't forget, all this week, Red Label Clearance Sale is going on at Brandy's. 30 to 60% off on select group of favorite brands. This week only at Brandy's. QAM. Oh, Alonzo, you're so big. I was just an average Joe. Famous on a couple shows. Got a jag upon my toe. At heaven's gate. Today I've ordered extra toilet paper up Getting fitted for my wings Now you have to learn to sing Play the harp and everything And heaven's gate Hello, I'm Carol O'Connor To close the album, our own song we dedicate it to you then and to you now. Now you're a young person. Will you listen to me with change? Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Songs that made the hip hooray. Guys like me, we had it made. Those were the days. Didn't need no welfare state. Everybody pulled his weight. We are all a sour and great. Those were the days. And you knew where you were in. Girls for girls and men were men. Mr. We could use a man like Paper Hooper again. People seem to be content. Fifty dollars paid the rent. Freaks were in a circus tent. Those were the days. Really depressing. He's still dead. Carol O'Connor. I thought maybe if we went to sleep for a few days and woke up, he'd be alive again, but he's still dead. How come when the Queen Mum or some old bag like that who's 101 years old, she croaks, and the Brits and the whole world were supposed to be all upset about it, or Diana? What the hell did Diana ever do for us? What did she do for anybody? Oh, those landmines. Yeah, right. Yeah, that was just homework. You know, that was one of those... Uh, Contrived good... projects. Yeah, projects. Yeah, one of those government-sponsored, make-it-look-good projects. But I'm, I'm serious. Here's a guy who died who was like one of the, uh, just an icon, which I hate to use that term because it's so overused, like diva. 
I hate those words. But nevertheless, he was an icon. He was great. If there's anybody out there who don't like Carol O'Connor, then blow it out your ass, okay? You're a moron. You're a simpleton and deserve to be like, uh, go for a long dirt nap immediately. Am I right about that? You no, question. no question. No question about it. And you know something? Here it is. It's the middle of the show already, and we forget the most important event that's taking place today. It's going on right now as we speak, and I bet you don't even know what it is. No idea. The debut of a new product, since we were talking about ice cream before, it's not ice cream. We also talked about Champion Light and about I was drinking Diet Coke, which should give you a clue. Oh, that blue Pepsi whatever? No. That was on the news this morning. Well, I got news for you. It ain't blues, okay? The blues won last night in the uh, against Detroit and St. Louis. But, no, I'm talking about the debut of Vanilla Coke today. Oh. So is Pepsi trying to outdo them with a blue Pepsi today? Apparently. Pepsi blue. Remember that song by Elvis, Blue Pepsi? I loved it. The product like you probably the washed down a lot of probably washed down a lot of cheeseburgers with the blue Pepsi. Well, the vanilla Coke, which I'll be honest with you, doesn't sound interesting to me. I'm not a vanilla person. It's like vanilla ice cream, vanilla extract. It's uh, it yeah. has no taste. I like vanilla hazelnut coffee. I don't like vanilla anything. Vanilla's bland. Vanilla is for boring people. And see, there you go. George likes vanilla. I rest my case. It's for bland people. People who look like kind of spaceless and faceless. Suits them well. <laughs> yeah, you're a good one to talk, Mr. Nondescript. See, at least I'm old and ugly, okay? At least, but there's something about being old and ugly. At least uh, there's, like nobody else looks like that, and they're probably pleased about it. But I mean, like, you know, kind of like nondescript. Like, I could find a million people look just like Psychopath, and probably ten million people look just like George. I mean, sure. just... I like to blame. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to hide. And the way things are going lately, it's not a bad idea, okay? Be a real good idea just to keep a real low profile would be my suggestion. So was Pat at the uh, uh, ratings party Monday night? Hell no. Why not? I, oh, that's I, right. worked, uh, game. I worked Monday night here. I see. I thought maybe there were some games to watch. Well, you probably watched them on the TV while you were working, no doubt. I did. I watched the uh, Senators beat the Leafs 3-2. to two. Oh, and I love the way that they're trying to say, oh, a nail-biter. There was nothing nail-biting about that game. There was nothing exciting about that game. So they scored two goals in the last three and a half minutes, the second of which one bounced off 16 guys, none of which was a leaf, by the way, when it went in the net. Uh, what are they talking about? And then, of course, McGillney could have tied it up there with 12 seconds left, but he couldn't score to an empty net in a big game. And in the papers here this morning, he's saying, well, you know, I'm not Matt Sundin. He's trying to be cute. Yeah, guess what? You're not Matt Sundin, okay? I love McGillney, but he's, uh, you know, choke artist. Anyway, speaking of choking, this is kind of an interesting article that somebody faxed to us. A little bit on the disturbing side. Not that we want to disturb anybody, but it says it's a tale only the best conspiracy theorists could dream of. Eleven microbiologists mysteriously did over the span of just five months. Some of them world leaders in developing weapons-grade biological plagues. Others, the best in figuring out how to stop millions from dying because of biological weapons. Still others, experts in the theory of bioterrorism. And they're dying over here. Throw in a few Russian defectors, a few nervy U.S. biotech companies, a deranged assassin or two, a bit of Elvis, a couple of Satanists, a subtle hinge of espionage, a big whack of imagination, and the plot is complete if a bit reminiscent of James Bond. The first three died in the space of just over a week in November. Benito K., 52, was an expert in infectious diseases and cellular biology at the Miami Medical School, no less. What do you expect with a name like that? Police originally suspected that he had been beaten on November 12th in a carjacking in the medical school's parking lot. Strangely enough, though, his body showed no signs of a beating. Doctors then began to suspect a stroke. Just four days after Dr. K. fell unconscious came the mysterious disappearance of Don Wiley, 57, one of the foremost microbiologists. Remember that? Yes. 
One of the foremost microbiologists in the U.S., Dr. Wiley of the Howard Hughes Medical Institute at Harvard University, was an expert on how the immune system responds to viral attacks such as the classic doomsday plagues of HIV, Ebola, and influenza. He had just bought tickets to take his son to Graceland the following day. Oh, no wonder he's dead. To Graceland the following day, police found his rental car on a bridge outside Memphis, Tennessee. His body was later found in the Mississippi River, probably right next to Robbie Benson. That was the Tallahatchie Bridge, wasn't it? Yes. Forensic experts said he may have had a dizzy spell and fallen off the bridge. Although, one has to wonder what he was doing standing on the bridge. But nevertheless, teetering just on the edge there. Just five days after that, the world-class microbiologist and high-profile Russian defector Vladimir Pashinik, 64, fell dead. The pathologist who did the autopsy and also happened to be associated with Britain's spy agency concluded he died of a stroke. Dr. Pashinek, who defected to the U.K. in 1989, played a huge role in Russian biowarfare and helped to figure out how to modify cruise missiles to deliver the agents of mass biological destruction. The next two deaths came just four days apart in December. Robert Schwartz, uh, 57, was stabbed and slashed with what police believe was a sword in his farmhouse in Leesburg, Virginia. That happens all the time, don't it? Around here, yeah. His daughter, who identifies herself as a pagan high priestess, and several of his fellow pagans have been charged. Dr. Schwartz was an expert in <laughs> DNA sequencing and pathogenic microorganisms who worked at the Center for Innovative Technology in Herndon, Virginia. Four days later, Nguyen Van Set, 44, died at work in Geelong, Australia in a lab accident. He entered an airlocked storage lab and died from overexposure to nitrogen. Other scientists at the Animal uh, Diseases Facility of the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organization had just come to f uh, fame for discovering a virulent strain of mousepox which could be modified to affect smallpox. And then it goes on and on, and it just, it's too depressing. The sudden and suspicious deaths of 11 of the world's leading microbiologists, a chilling thought. When microbiologists die in the lab, there's a way of taking note of the deaths and adding them up. When they die in freakish accidents outside the lab, nobody keeps track. And then it's got a list of what when they happen, etc. My favorite is this one. February uh, 9th, February 28th, 2002, this year. San Francisco resident Tanya Holzmeyer was killed by a microbiologist colleague, Guyang Huang, who shot her as she took delivery of a pizza and then apparently shot himself. Probably was Domino's. That would do it for me. 1041 at 560 WQM calling on drug concepts. Man, these are the people that come to your rescue, or at least to the rescue of your carpets, if they're schmutzy and crappy and maybe don't even smell too good. Boy, what a bunch of slobs. But it's true. A lot of stuff gets ground in there. You walk on it. You do all kinds of stuff on it. And as a result, it gets way down there in the fibers of your carpets, and they look like hell. If you want them looking and smelling and feeling just like brand new, call the Miracle Workers at Dry Concepts. They'll be at your home exactly on time when you make the appointment. They'll give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start doing the job. And then they'll roll up their sleeves, or maybe they won't even roll up their sleeves. Maybe they've got short sleeve shirts. But they'll uh, dry clean your carpets, which sucks out even the deep down dirt way down there in the fibers of your carpet. They'll smell and look just like brand new, lemony fresh. They'll be drying a couple of hours, and you'll be uh, you'll be amazed. You'll have a shocked look on your puss when you look down at that floor and see your carpets that look just like brand new at a fraction of paying for new carpeting. So treat yourself and your carpets to a spring cleaning today in Broward Call Dry Concepts. And don't forget, I've been using them in my house for over 20 years. They are the best. In Broward Call 954-370-7778. 954-370-7778. In Dayton, Palm Beach, call them toll-free, 1-800-248-5071. 1-800-248-5071. Clean today, entertain tonight. Of pain. The Joe and Mark Show. Overnights on Sports Radio 560. Oh, QAM. Decriminalize pot in Florida. Yes! Boy, I love that sound first note. Here. Is it done or illegal? 
Or does it involve your behind? Rackham. Strom Thurmond thinks that only gays do this. Most states have laws. You could be jailed or pay a fine. The Senate now must pick which orifice. Oh, sodomy. Peter Pump for Caboose Ryan. Archback or on bended knees. Oh, sodomy. The front door, the back side. Just go and ask Ted Kennedy. As long as my face is in the Senate, you'll have a seat. People without health care, folks lacking livelihood. The way they act is really what is lewd. Well, there's Helms to model Spectre and horny Bob Packwood. No matter where you stick it, we get screwed. All right. Lobotomy. The Senate's lost its mind. There's hunger, drugs, and crime. God knows. Lobotomy. They're saving all mankind. With hearings on Felicio. I do love that sour note at the beginning of that. In fact, you know, I'm so inspired. I'm going to play that again, just the beginning. I love the way that thing starts. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> that would be a good poll question. What's worse, that note or the one in Angel Baby by Rosie and the Originals? Which nobody in this audience remembers that except me and Volker Bryan. Thank God for Volker Bryan. Oh! Old farts like us who remember the good stuff. As opposed to all these punks. The reason I played that, the leader of a Boy Scout troop has pleaded guilty to repeatedly sodomizing one of his young charges. Gerald Schwartz, Scoutmaster of Manhattan's troop. Wait till you hear the number of the troop. Okay. 666 <gasps> pleaded guilty yesterday to four counts of third degree sodomy. Third degree... Is it? I uh, see. He doesn't say it. Anyway, in four counts of third-degree sodomy, Schwartz admitted he sexually abused the boy in his home and for, uh, in the orifice for several months during the fall of 1996. Schwartz, 42, entered the play after State Supreme Court Justice Charles Solomon said he would give him at most eight years in prison and possibly less. Solomon said he'll schedule an August sentencing due date later. Solomon rejected earlier pleas from Schwartz's lawyers who said putting him in prison would serve no social purpose. Schwartz was allowed to remain free on $25,000 bail. The victim, now 20, which means he was 15 when he was molested, has filed a $150 million lawsuit against Schwartz and others. So here's a scout leader. Let's hear it. And here's a rabbi. Yeah. See, we're not like picking on just on the Catholic Church. All scumbags report right here, okay? Freehold, New Jersey. Rabbi's second murder trial be held in Freehold. Ever been to the races at Freehold? No. Good. We'll have Irvay Fillion come in on here and talk about it one day. We'll have Dick Feinberg come on with Steve Wolf and Irvay Fillion. Don't be bringing Irvay down here, okay, boys? we got enough problems already. Next, you'll be bringing Mickey McNichol back. The second murder trial of a Cherry Hill rabbi accused of uh, arranging his wife's killing likely will be held in Monmouth County, a judge said. Court officials in Camden County have indicated they want to hold a trial in Freehold. 
The decision is not final, though. Superior Court Judge Linda G. Baxter sits in Camden has agreed to move the trial to the Philadelphia media market. She has scheduled a hearing for May 17 to decide where they're going to hold it. They're holding it. For months, lawyers in the case have said Freehold is one of three central New Jersey County seats in the running to host the high-profile trial in which Baxter would preside. The courthouse in Tom's River is being renovated, and parking concerns are often cited as a reason for not taking the case to New Brunswick. Newlander, 60, let's get back to him. In fact, this isn't even, even mentioned. I don't think they even mentioned his name in this story. They're so obsessed with where the hell this is going to be held. It doesn't even mention his goddamn name in here anywhere else in the story. This is the rabbi. Is accused of arranging the 1994 murder of his wife, Carol, 52. Prosecutors say Newlander had her killed so he could carry on his affair with Philadelphia radio host Elaine Sonchini. How do you like that, huh? Hmm. We don't like these guys having affairs with radio hostesses, which is like breakfasts and wristesses. Newlander's first trial ended in November when a Camden County jury was unable to agree on a verdict. Baxter ordered the venue change for the retrial, saying extensive publicity would make it impossible to pick an impartial jury. Newlander could face the death penalty if convicted. Let's hear it. Let's fry the rabbi. Had to get this out of the way sooner or later. Just had to do it. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Yes. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see. Our troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. No. It's Sears. They wasted half of that NBC special the other night on uh, Sunday for three hours and fifteen minutes with Chia's and Hillside Blues and blue, uh, Hillside Blues and Chia's. And I don't care what Tom Jick or any other TV hole says. Uh, I didn't like that show. I didn't watch it. I don't want to know from it. The theme song is as corny. Even in Ames, Iowa, they don't grow the corn that high. Would you agree? No question. Oh, oh, you just do it get... again. No, I'm not going to play it again. I just want to hear the first couple of notes and see if I got the same reaction that I did. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I had it like right up to the uh, uvula. I was starting to upchuck a little bit. I know it's very popular, but I'm going to tell you something. See, I don't watch shows because somebody else likes them. I don't listen to radio shows because somebody tells me they like them. I, I give it a little sample, and if I don't like it, I don't pay any attention. I don't watch it. MASH. Oh, the last episode of MASH was watched by 47 trillion people. I don't care. Didn't watch MASH. I didn't see the last episode. Well, you see, you're always, uh, you didn't see Smallville last night either. So at least you're consistent. It was pretty good. It's, it's good every week. Let's face it, it's just a good show. It's well written. I mean, the acting isn't going to win any Academy Awards or whatever they give, uh, uh, you know. But the fact is, it's a damn good show. It's riveting. It's interesting. It's fast moving. We can, you know what we could live without though on that show? I'm every ready. week, every single week, now, last night they had this woman who raised Lex Luthor from when he was a baby because Mama died or whatever, and she came back to town. And he was very cold and hostile and nasty. And then come to find out that she was dying of cancer, and at the end of the show he goes to visit her in the hospital, and he almost shows a little bit of a warm side, but underline the almost. But we have to have the obligatory scene between Lex Luthor and Daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like as a final thought or something. 
No, no, but we always have to see the obligatory scene about how Daddy is a prick and he's mm -hmm. a hard uh, ass and he, you know, there's no warmth, there's no love, there's just uh, he's just a piece of crap, you know. We know that already. Bulletin, Earth to uh, uh, the writers, we already know that, and it's getting pretty ponderous, and especially on a show that's only on for an hour, of which 47 minutes are taken up with spots. I mean, a lot of us would rather see Clark and his girlfriends there naked for a few minutes as opposed to seeing the obligatory scenes with Lex Luthor and his dad, okay? In addition to which, I'm getting really sick and tired of Lex Luthor in the first place in his bald spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, just, I know, uh, no, it's, it's It doesn't make any sense. It's, uh, the whole thing doesn't make any sense. He's his, Now, next week, i just give you a little clue because they show the previews of the next week's show. The whole town of Smallville is like rocked by uh, something, and they realize that there was a not just a meteor shower, but there was something else that fell to earth. And then they show a scene of that little spaceship, uh -oh. the Clark Cape, yeah. And so evidently the um, the the word is out, or something like that. Now they're certainly not going to find the spaceship. Somebody might. Well, I guess you'll have to tune in next week on WB. Uh, what is it, thirty nine? Yes. Whatever. The Dubba Dubba. But I think all the damn TV shows that were so popular that, oh, my gosh, these are the most watched shows. Like, See, I'm not impressed by that. That's that's called hype. It's called getting sucked in. Like I did on an NBC special on Sunday. I figured, Jesus, all the years that they've been on, there must be a lot of great stuff that's going to be on there. I was wrong. I could have spent the three and a half hours better taking a nice nap. A pre-go-to-bed a pre nap would have been good. Would have been a much better spent time than watching that swill. MASH was one of them. What was another one? Cheers. Hill Street Blues, did not watch that. L.A. Law, but there was a reason. Not because I thought it was a bad show. Not that I thought it was a bad Don, but... You had prior but the fact is, I, I had not slanting on there, so I didn't have time for no L.A. Law. Plus Harry Hamlin, when I see him, I... That, and wasn't Susan Day on that show? Yes, she was. And I feel so bad when I see Susan Day, because she's like all black and blue and beaten up and, you know... I just... <laughs> she was so cute when she was on the Partridge. Am I, am I wrong about that? I never noticed. She looks like... She looks like hell on two legs, man. Not as good as she used to, but I never I never noticed the bruises like you did. I look real close. Just like when David Cassidy's on, I look real close. Poor David. Hey, uh, Shirley, you can quit getting married off now, okay? Nobody believes it anyway. Quit with all the wives. What's he had, about 700 wives, David? Uh -huh. We still don't believe it. Love David Cassidy. Everybody loved that show. Nobody, I'm going to tell you another thing. I don't want to start playing like Butch Boss with the audience out there, but if you didn't like the Partridge family, we have no respect for you. I'll put it, put it as simply as that. I think we can all agree with that. I, I, bet, like you even, I bet you even Pat, Psycho Pat, Mr. Sports Guy, Mr. Macho sitting there, I bet you even he's watched the Partridge family. A couple of times. See? Probably with more than a fleeting interest in Susan Day. Don't and worry, your wife ain't listening. Your wife's not listening to the show. What about her? She was cute. Yeah, she was pretty. Yeah, not as pretty as David, but she was pretty. Not as pretty as George. Not not nearly as pretty as George. He sure has a pretty mouth. <laughs> Ten fifty six at five at five sixty WQM. See one thing about Pat, man, he's nothing phases him. He's got that sports thing going. He's watching hockey games. He's watching tapes of old football games. He's watching Tom Brady win the Super Bowl again. Oh! Nice going, Tommy, baby. And you'll be pleased to know I got my Sports Illustrated sitting right back here within arm's reach. Who's on the cover? Tom Brady on the cover. Who's on Tom the cover? Tom Brady's on the cover. Tom Brady's on the cover. I'm not talking about the new one. I'm talking about the one from a couple of weeks ago. With Tom. You didn't see the one with Tom Brady on the cover? Yes, I did. Yeah, you saw it. 
just because that imposing penis was sticking out, you know, nobody's going to know that you saw it. We won't tell anybody. You didn't look. 1057 at 560 WQM. That's why Mandich is jealous of Tom Brady. I'll tell you that. Hey, if you always put off going to the dentist because of fear, pain, or neglect, call Dr. Rene Piedra and Associates in Coral Gables, where he offers you sedation dentistry. As a matter of fact, I'm thinking about doing sedation talk radio because working for Greg Reed, you need it. Sedation dentistry by Dr. Piedra will make you feel at ease while your dental work's being done. You'll be sedated just enough to be unaware of the treatment being done, yet feel refreshed and have little or no memory of what was accomplished, what was being done. Dr. Piedra does all types of dental work using sedation, crowns, implants, cleanings, fillings, root canal, other general dental procedures. For just a second, I thought it said other genital dental procedures. Years of dental neglect can be fixed in as little as a couple of visits, and Dr. Piedra will make you feel at ease while he's doing the work with his sedation dentistry techniques. So don't be afraid of the dentist anymore because healthy teeth and gums. Have I talked about your gums in your heart? No. no. Yes, I have. Healthy. If you have unhealthy gums, it's a, a precursor to heart disease. So like I said, get healthy teeth and gums for a lifetime by calling Dr. Rene Piedra and Associates to learn more about sedation dentistry. Call 305-661-1812. Dr. Piedra is located at 4651 Ponce de Leon Boulevard, just west of Lejeune Road in the Gables. Check them out on the web at floridasleepdentist.com or call 305-661-1812. That's 305-661-1812 for Dr. Rene Piedra and Associates. And be sure and tell them that old Neil... 954-726-4448. Yank it, baby! Could the pleasures of eating ass lead to an untimely death? I'm White Fort Lauderdale. Join us tonight at 6 for part 1 of a probing Channel 10 investigation into the dangers of eating ass. Experts say it tastes like a penny, but some doctors say it could spread disease. After that disturbing look at eating ass, we'll have more condescending tips on how to raise children. This is White Fort Lauderdale from Channel 10 News. What will the weather be like tomorrow? Filling in for the vacationing Dodno. We have Channel 12 weatherman John Matthews. Whoa, hello everybody, I'm John Matthews. Tomorrow's going to be bright and sunny and happy where the ducks will swim and the children will play. Also at 11, Christy Krueger takes us behind the scenes to show us which eye she actually uses to look in the camera. The dangers of eating ass, that story and more, buried between our continuing series of tips on how to raise children. Tonight, only on Channel Gen News. 11.03 at 560 WQM, we got Mad Dog Jim Mandich and one Hank will be along the humper between 3 and 6.30. The uh, pregame show for baseball at uh, 6.30 night. Then you got the uh, Padres to get uh, whooped again at PP Park 705 in front of another spectacular crowd. Let me say it again. Norma Kent was there last night, and he wouldn't make this up, even though I think he did make up the story about uh, talking to Tom Welling for 10 minutes. When did you dream that, Norma? And he was gorgeous. Uh, let's see, the baseball game, the Padres and your uh, South Florida baseball team, 705. Eddie K. after baseball. The Dirty Boys, Joe and Mark, were becoming bigger by the minute overnight 2 to 6. Aren't they becoming bigger by the minute? As we watch. That's what we're saying. Songwriter, oh, this is terrible. You know who died? I give up. This is, How come I didn't lead with this story? So, and you probably have the song there somewhere, you know, the Elvis CDs that we have sitting around? No, I yeah. don't want to make you have to. Huh? They're around here. Well, they're pretty easy to spot. You know, they got that, like, brown, uh, they got that brown stuff on them. <laughs> Songwriter Otis Blackwell dies at 70. You know what he wrote? Hound Dog. He wrote, well, close. Joe the other Rock? side of Hound Dog. Very good. The other side, don't be cruel. Very good. Otis Blackwell wrote dozens of hit songs, including Don't Be Cruel for Elvis Presley. Died Monday of a heart attack. He was 70. He died. Oh, and we're sorry to hear that. In Nashville, no less. Blackwell wrote more than a 1,000 songs. My goodness. 
Can you even begin to imagine that? We couldn't write one song. If somebody held a gun to our head, you know, which is not a good idea to be saying that after yesterday morning, but if somebody held a gun to your head, we couldn't write a gun, one song, could we? Not me, no. I mean, we could write maybe like a comedy song like Brooke right. O'Brien, and probably not as good as the stuff he writes, but we could write some silly. But I'm talking about like a real song. He wrote more than a thousand songs that were recorded by performers such as Ray Charles, Billy Joel, The Who, James Taylor, Otis Redding, Peggy Lee, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Some of Blackwell's other credits include Great Balls of Fire. You see how important this guy was? Wow. Great Balls of Fire. Breathless, also recorded by Jerry Lee Lewis. Handyman by James Taylor, proving nobody's perfect. Well, it probably would have been better if somebody else would have sang it. Anything would be better if somebody else sang it beside James Taylor. I don't know about you, but if you're listening to James Taylor music, we're going to report you to Mike Disney. We can't stand James Taylor on this show. Fire and rain. I've seen fire. I'll tell you, if I hear that one more time, I'm going to make James Taylor go on a date with the Righteous Brothers, and I think one of them is dead. Otis Redding. Oh, anyway, get back to Daddy Rolling Stone by The Who. Daddy Rolling Stone? That's not one I know. Never heard of it. And Return to Sender and All Shook Up, each recorded by Elvis. He wrote, Don't Be Cruel, Return to Sender, All Shook Up, Great Balls of Fire, Fever by Peggy Lee, Fever in the Morning and Peter at Night. In fact, I was working on WSPB uh, in Sarasota in 1973. We had a guy named Lowell Shoemaker. We used to call him the old turkey buzzard. And you want to know why? Because he looked like an old turkey buzzard. But anyway, he was kind of a funny guy. He was one of the DJs. And I remember one day he was uh, he played the song Fever. I don't know if it was Peggy Lee or probably like a cover by some dead artist. Uh, and he said, and we had a guy who used to do the morning show named Peter Johns, a very, a very stodgy, boring guy with a deep voice. He was really a, a turd burger. And I remember he said uh, something about fever in the morning and Peter all night. And uh, he he lost it right on the air. I never forget that. Just he just uh, he never recovered. He just I think right now he's still laughing. Twenty nine years later, he's still just chuckling and gurgling and puking. Blackwell was created. Well, I guess he had to be there. He was created with writing songs that don't we have a bit on fever and or am I just dreaming that? We have beaver fever. Oh yeah, that's right. We got that. I'll have to find that somewhere because it's on an ACN. Which I have in a, I have them in a uh, drawer here. You'd be very proud of me. I have them all like ordered, arranged in order on the drawer. Ask me if I'm going to play it today. Are you no. going to play it? No. Blackwell was credited with writing songs that sold more, sold more than 185 million copies. See, Otis, we know Otis Redding, right? But we didn't know from Otis Blackwell, unless you're nope. like a real music person, unless you really know something, which we don't. Born in Brooklyn, New York, Blackwell grew up wanting to be a singer. While recording songs for a small company, am I off mic? Yeah, a little bit, but who cares? Well, I have to be because I'm reaching back to find a piece of copy, okay? I told you about how I do that. Uh-huh. The ones that repeat, I have to sit, sit them on the ledge back there because I don't have all that much room. Anyway, he was born in Brooklyn, grew up wanting to be a singer while recording songs for a small company in New York City. He was asked to write songs as well. Blackwell often sang the songs himself before they were recorded, and some music historians believe his style influenced Elvis Presley's, which I would say is shocking. Otis Blackwell dies at 70, which ordinarily people say, why are you wasting time with that? Because it's important, baby. It's important stuff. You're not going to be reading that in the newspaper. I might be in the obituaries for you morbid bastards who read the obituaries all the time. I stopped reading those obituaries a few months ago. You know why? Why? Somebody died whose name I was looking for in there every day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I said, oh, thank goodness I don't have to look at that anymore. Anchorage, Alaska, a student was suspended from Juneau High School after displaying a banner that urged bong hits for Jesus, sued the principal and local school board Thursday, saying they had violated his right to free speech. 
This is last Thursday. The ACLU said it filed a lawsuit in the U.S. District Court in Juneau on behalf of Joseph Frederick, a senior who held up the banner during Juneau's Olympic torch relay on, in January. As punishment, he was suspended from school for 10 days after Juneau Douglas High School principal Deborah Morse invoked the school's anti-drug policy. That was an overreaction, said the leader of the Civil Liberties Group. The banner's message, a popular expression among snowboarders who have developed their own slang, bong hits for Jesus, was intended to be silly but provocative silly, said Jennifer Rudinger, the union's executive director. A bong, and then it says here, a bong is a pipe used to smoke marijuana. No! <laughs> no Schmidt! Who wrote this? This is from Reuters AP, uh, Reuters UK. A bong is a pipe used to smoke marijuana. Hey, all you kids out there, I hope you're learning something now. Bong rhymes with gong and dong and song. We're just talking about the guy who wrote all the great songs. At what point does the school have to draw the line and stop policing what the students say and think, Rudinger asked. If we don't challenge this, it sets a precedent that allows speech about drugs or speech mentioning drugs to be a violation of anti-drug policies. Oh, and I saw that spot last night, that one, oh my God, the one they're running about, you're, uh, you're subsidizing, I'm killing oh. innocent babies. Oh! Jesus Christ, I've never seen that. I, you know, the bit that we play about that, about right. the gas, about filling up, mm -hmm. which I love that. I'm going to play it in a second. You hadn't seen that spot yet? No. It's everywhere. I've seen, I've seen the earlier ones that were like predecessors to building up to this crap. I mean, this president, man, he needs a lobotomy. This is a whole administration. They need mental help. If you're doing drugs, you're subsidizing a terrorist. You're a, you're a freaking terrorist, okay? All you drug addicts out there with your wicked weed, you're subsidizing terrorists. I gave the command to kill thousands of innocent people. I said, fill her up. I helped raise money to buy explosives for a suicide bomber, but it was just so I could drive to my in-laws for Thanksgiving. I helped ship rocket launchers to Islamic fundamentalists in the Philippines, but it was only good fun. I was just cruising to the beach. I helped provide cash to train terrorist gorillas, but all I was doing was topping off my tank before my ski trip. If you think your addiction to using gasoline in your car isn't causing any harm, think again. Because the money you spend to fill your tank eventually goes to fill the pockets of terrorists. I gave the command to kill thousands of innocent people. And all I had to say was, fill her up. Some other public service announcements want to blame terrorism on drug addicts. But we want to let people know that it's gasoline that fuels terror. So whether you're sticking a straw in your nose or a nozzle in your tank, you're part of the problem. I was just out for a Sunday drive. It's not like I was hurting anyone. This message provided by the Council on Displacing the Blame. It's if you blow fault. too much, you're in trouble. Hey, Terry, don't be stepping on our guys, please. But she's got a good point. Is that incredible or what? Yeah. It's, it's, it's appealing to the same morons, just like Nancy Reagan would have just say no to drugs, just say no to sex, just say no to Nancy. Uh, Jesus, God. Anyway, this story goes on the important part. About them uh, getting all bent out of shape bong about this banner Jesus. that said "Bong Hong, B Bong Hong, Bong Hits for Jesus." The banner display occurred off school property on a public sidewalk where students and other Juno residents, and that's not the Juno. How come guys change the way they pronounce their name? You know, like Tony Dorsett because was used to be Tony Dorsett, and then he was Tony Dorsett, and Joey Juno used to be. Uh, now he's Joey Juno. It's fancy. Now that he's an official frog. You know what I'm saying there, uh, Pat? Joey Juno, the former capital. He used to be Juno. Now he's Juno. Do you know that? No, I did not. The, now you do. The banner display occurred off school property on a public... And he's playing with the Montreal Canadiens, by the way, number 90. I just mentioned that in passing since you're such an avid hockey fan, and I'm sure you saw him play last night. I did. I said he was a former capital. He was. Well, screw the capitals, okay? Screw them. We don't like them. And he was also a former Bruin. You should know that. Yes, he was. 
The banner display occurred off school property on a public sidewalk where students and other Juneau residents were gathered to watch the torch relay. Many students, including Frederick, had been let out of school for the event. According to the lawsuit, Morse grabbed the banner out of Frederick's hands, later doubled his five-day suspension when during a meeting with her, he quoted one of Thomas Jefferson's statements about free speech. <laughs> Humorless bitch. Oh, my God. Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Freedom in, uh, in America, huh? Just like Jay uh, Black and the Americans used to sing, only in America, and you were absolutely right. And by the way, he was ugly, Jay Black. I thought he was always a uh, real good looking. I was watching one of those uh, infomercials, you know, for the great hits from the 50s and 60s and all that other crap. Right. Which, and then, you, like I've told you before, the only reason I watch those is to get to see a lot of these groups that you didn't ever saw what they looked like before. At least you forgot about 40 years ago. Like Jay Black, who I never saw. Like Jay Black. He, he's not, uh, he was not nothing. He was pretty marginal looking. I always thought he was a real good looking guy. See, and that goes to show you nature balancing out again. If you can sing real great, have a voice like that, you should be ugly as crap, like David Gates. If you look real good, you should not be able to sing good. You should look like Britney. Okay, she looks great. She can't sing for crap. That's that's a work of God, and I think everybody would agree with that. <laughs> no question. <laughs> oh, God. And you know that picture? At five, oh, now, just calm down. i got to do a spot here now, and I'm going to start talking about Tom Walker. Well, you said Britney. Because he's, he's gorgeous. He's gorgeous, according to Norma Kent. Yes. And Norm spent uh, ten minutes with him. That would have been enough for me, I guarantee you. Mother's Day is this Sunday. This year, more than ever, show Mommy Love and appreciate her by sending her a Vermont teddy bear. Your mom, wife, or grandma will get a beautiful bear made in Vermont delivered with a free card and candy in a fun gift box. Just call a bear counselor at this toll-free number at 1-800-829-BEAR. They'll help you tailor a bear just for mom so she'll know you put some real thought and effort and work into this gift, or at least uh, she'll think that. Ask about the new Spa Ma bear or the mama's boy with a heart-shaped tattoo. And don't forget all you dads out there, it's your job to get mom a gift from the kids, and the mother and cup set is a perfect idea. Add as many cubs as needed with their names on the outfits. It's a lot more personal than those crappy old flowers. You know, flowers are fine for a few hours, and then they're dead. So call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. It only takes five minutes to order. You can even send her bear right to the office so all your co-workers will think you're a real hotshot. Give her a gift this Mother's Day. She'll remember forever from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Call 1-800-829-BEAR and be sure and tell them that crusty old Neil told you to call. 1-800-829-BEAR. The Marlins and Padres tonight at the Pro. Coverage starts at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. You get a lot of big sports. With Neil Rogers on Sports Hole Radio WQAM. Osborne's.
what time is that on on MTV? Since I've never watched that show, I've seen clips, but I never watched the show. Ten thirty. Ten thirty. The season finale was last night, but I'm sure they'll be repeating them like they spend all day Saturday playing them all in a row. Also, in other words, you could watch on Warner Brothers on WB. You could watch Smallville from nine to ten. Right. And then you can go like uh, have a snack or like rub yourself raw for half an hour, and then come back and watch the Osborne. I bet you when I played that, uh, you were thinking I was playing something else. No. Why? When it. You didn't think I was playing like the Flintstone theme since we're playing all these themes today? I would have normally thought that, but uh, you've been playing that Osborne's uh, lately, so I figured that's what it was. Can't fool you. Can't fool George, folks. Can't pull the wool over his eyes. Our poll is up and has been for a while, and I keep neglecting to mention that, which is uh, a shame. Shame on me. Which was your all-time favorite cartoon or comic book action figure? Superman and Batman have been battling it out. Superman be having 28. Batman's got 23. He's right on his ass. He's right on Clark Kent's ass. And who can blame him? I bet he hasn't heard those stories from Robin yet. Uh, he'll probably fly away. Spider-Man. See, that's one thing about... Now, Captain Marvel could fly too, right? Yes, he could. But he didn't have cold breath or heat vision. Cold breath? You never saw that, Superman? He would blow on a pond and freeze it over? No, I never saw that. Yeah. They, they just kept breath? pulling stuff out of their ass. Oh, no, he can do this too. Yeah. Cold Probably breath. had bad breath from all that kryptonite. Anyway, Superman 28, Batman 23. I was just thinking, though, that Batman was the only caped crusader who couldn't fly. Because Superman could fly, and uh, Captain Marvel could fly, but Batman couldn't fly. No. And Not Robin without the Batchet. And Robin used to laugh at him about it behind closed doors. And Alfred used to peek through the pee hole. Spider-Man 14, which, of course, uh, you understand why. Wonder Woman with seven. Dick Tracy, six. Six people like Dick Tracy. Green Hornet, five. And then after that, the Tick, uh, the Hulk. Uh, the Tick, I don't know what that is. What was the Tick? It's a more recent comic book. It was a humor-based comic book, but nevertheless, it inspired a cartoon and a TV series. Oh, here's Michael Garabedian's activity with the policies involving sexual molestation. Specifically, Garabedian wants to try to find out from Cardinal Law why Cardinal Law and other members of the clergy moved Gagan from parish to parish, even though they apparently knew about allegations yeah, of sexual abuse and why they allowed Gagan yeah. to uh, continue to have... Yeah, it's old news, okay? Old news, why? And, of course, we know why, because it, uh, it was the uh, procedure. It's the way they always did it. When you got a problem, just move it around. Put it under the carpet, make it somebody else's problem, shift it around. Anyway, here's a great fax from Chronic David. I, did I say David was a chronic faxer? Well, I guess he took it personally. He says, if you say I'm a chronic, I might as well be one. Love and kisses, David. Then he asked the size matter, which I thought he was getting personal, but then I see what uh, this is all about. This is pretty interesting stuff. Now, the other day on the show, we talked about do black uh, men have larger penises, which was a scientific study, by the way. There was nothing like sub rosa or racist about that. And I noticed that that Schwarzer guy that called uh, the morning guy this morning, whatever his name is, I noticed he called in. He was making reference to that, too that I was talking about the size of black men's penises. Well, sir, you mind the, uh, you worry about your own size, okay? In fact, it would seem to me that any dark guy out there would be impressed by that. Right? Uh, no, I would. I mean, there's an old, an old saying uh, I once heard, that if you can't have a big IQ, at least have a big penis. And certainly that guy this morning who called in probably don't qualify in either category. But anyway, see, I don't want to get into that. I just thought it was totally intemperate for those remarks to be on the air, especially when we're having like our, our you know, our detente now, you know, <laughs> our cooling off period, just like the Palestinians are doing over there. Anyway, Gary Griffin, author of the book Penis Enlargement Facts and Fallacies, that's with an F, not with a PH, 
claims to know the lowdown on some huge personalities as reported in the Boston Phoenix. This is uh, this is a real fly opener, you know that. Now some of them we already knew, like Warren Beatty and Milton Berle. Everybody knew that, right? But some of the other ones on here, it'll be shocking. In fact, let me give a clue because I know Pat's been dying to hear this. This is Shirley Jones working in the United States and overseas. Shirley Jones has a big penis. Notice how sour that is. I love those notes. Hello world is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. A whole lot of love is what we'll be bringing. We'll make you happy. We are three. We go traveling together. We spread a little love and then we'll keep moving on. Something always happens whenever we're together. We get a happy. Okay, that's enough. Warren Beatty, women who have enjoyed Beatty's amorous advances swear that he is hung like a donkey. And that's what we've all heard. We've all heard that, right? Yes. Warren Beatty's big in Hollywood. Milton Berle, rest in peace. It's a well-established fact that Uncle Milty was the king. See, and I can't read these words on here. <laughs> Penis of Hollywood. Begins with a C. You can use your own imagination. Clown. King Clown of Hollywood. Humphrey Bogart. Sources claim that he sported a pendulously long <laughs> schlong. Pendulously long. I love that word. <laughs> I heard it was the pits. He could swing it. I heard it was the, the pits. Michael Caine, the British actor, is also known to be a talented lover, hung in the eight-inch range. See, it's also got centimeters. I don't know. Even though I'm in Canada, I don't know from centimeters yet. Even one silly little centimeter. He was hung in the air. Michael Caine, never would have thought about him, would you? No. Willem Dafoe, and I said it right this time. Let's hear it. Oh, practice makes perfect. Willem Dafoe, star of Mississippi Burning and Platoon. According to this uh, book, Dafoe is as hung as he is talented. Errol Flynn, the late actor best known for his salty swish, uh, swashbuckling rules, delighted in exhibiting his manhood to close friends. Yeah, we've heard about which close friends, too. Most of them male. Harrison Ford, a female reader, reports that the star of the Indiana Jones series, the Star Wars trilogy, and the Fugitive is tremendously hung. Harrison Ford. He's gigantic in Hollywood. So there's a good actor with a big penis, okay? See what I'm saying? Life isn't fair. I was saying before, if you look really good, you should not have a good voice to sing. And I'm thinking that if you're a great actor, you should have a very small penis. Doesn't that make sense to you? It's only right. Like to see but the Lord even sense. things out a little bit. If you're going to hand out all kinds of attributes to people, kind of like spread it around a little bit, please. Please. 26 past 11 at 560 WQM. We got the Mad Dog coming up at 1 o'clock today. Hank Goldberg at 3. And then we got that baseball stuff. We got that baseball stuff. Over 6,000, so is what it said in the box score this morning. Does anybody believe it? No. Not Norma Kent, who said there was like 3,000, maybe. Maybe. Hey, summertime is uh, here. Forget about it. It's coming. Okay, it's here because it's 100 degrees in the shade. And I had a thing. I don't know if I put it in my parlor. I was too depressed reading it for all you folks down there about how it's going to be the hottest summer, like maybe on record, and you're going to be just dying over there. Oleomed is a product that will make you feel your best and keep you in good health in South Florida, no matter how hot or humid it gets. Oleomed is a soft gel capsule that contains pharmaceutical-grade olive oil along with vitamins and minerals and herbals to promote health for all different parts of your body, of your health. 
They have one product to help your prostate. There's another one for your heart. There's a product for your blood pressure, your cholesterol. Oleomed's also got supplements to promote health in your circulatory system, your digestive and endocrine systems, your skin and bones, even your mind, all using the benefits of pharmaceutical-grade olive oil. And don't forget, you ladies out there, you're not left out. Oleomed's got a line of products for men and also for your ladies as well. Oleomed's available at stores all over town. You can pick some up today, as in right now at Walgreens, Whole Food Markets, Navarro Pharmacy, and Sedano's. If you want to get more info on the product before you buy, just call their toll-free number, and they'll be happy to answer all your questions. Just ask away. Call 1-866-OLEOMED. It's a toll-free call, 1-866-OLEOMED. Order their products on their website if you like. you got to eat your Wheaties to listen here, baby. Sports Radio 560, 560, QAM. Good God Almighty! What a, what a humongous penis. Wow! Once upon a time, there was a charming young bachelor searching for the woman of his dreams. I've got income! I'm and 25 women trying to prove they're the one. I know for sure the left one's silicone. But when one man is involved with more than one woman, there's bound to be trouble. She's really a guy! She's got man hands! Each week, some women will be asked to stay. It's me! Others will have to go. You whore! And it's a little too much for some of the women to handle. What are you? Who got a jackass? Will he propose? I'm a natural blonde. Who will he choose? She's got a Will she say yes? No way! Not after you suck face with the other 24 bitches! Find out on... Yeah, baby! The Bachelor. You little bastard! Now, what's he say if you sucked one? 1131 at 560 WQAM. Here's a fax from Debbie who says, and of course, the greatest American hero, was that a cartoon or a comic book? No. I don't think so. But it gave me a good excuse. That's what I figured it would. I love it. Don't you love this? I like even it just fine. Even if, uh, you don't like it. Even if you hated the show, you got to love this. Uh, oh, that's right. You don't like it because they overplayed it. And I almost stepped on it. Sorry. Don't do that. I had to play this. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. Should have been somebody else. Robert Culp was in that show, too, of course. It was on uh, the stage with Bill Cosby the night, and everybody wonders why. Why was he on there? What was that all about? See, I think that's what them sparks are pissed off about, because I was dissing Bill Cosby. I could play that all day and probably get an 80 share. Anybody doesn't like that has got crappy taste in music. George doesn't like it because he had to play it on the air about 4,000 times an hour, and so oh. he got burned out on it. They destroyed it. Which I can it. understand it. 
But I'm telling you, that's that's just a great theme. In fact, don't you remember we took the poll of the themes when right. we played all these the first time, and it won by a thousand votes. Not got a few votes. Well, I mean, I'm not saying it's the best theme from a TV. I bet you even Psychopath likes that theme. It was all right. Yeah, it was. <laughs> See, you don't you, look. This isn't a suck around show. You don't have to agree. We don't we don't suck around on this show, Pat. If you think it sucks, you go right ahead and say it. No, I think it's fine. I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, no, I mean, be not the greatest, but it, it was pretty good. In fact, now that we're at it, I might as well, since I'm always inflicting this one every, and nobody agrees with me. Remember, we did the thing, and it just frustrates the hell out of me. I'm not saying it was a good show, but this theme is just uh, phenomenal. God, I'm getting goosebumps already. It just started. Oh, right. And especially when we work up to that big dramatic ending with some schmaltz to it, man. That, that's it's great, it's good, even though he's an old fart. The crescendo. Yeah, big crescendo at the end there. How's Jebediah doing? What was her name? The Miss America that played on the show? I don't know. Yes, you do. She played his secretary, the former Miss America, on Barnaby Barnacles Jones. Lee, Mary, Lee Merriweather. I have no Lee idea. Mer- see, where, who told you that? <laughs> I just pulled it out of my ass. <laughs> Very good. He just pulled it out of his Rectum. ass. Here, here we go. Oh! Man. If you don't think that's a great theme song, then you don't know your theme songs, mister. I'll tell you right that. We're going to send you over to spend a week with a bridge tender if you don't like that theme song. Barnacles Jones. Barnaby Jones gets his man. I was thinking about Bill Ross this morning from Channel 7, and neither uh, nobody there knows who that is. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know Bill Ross. Nope. He was a big, fat guy who used to like do the weather on Channel 7 once in a great while on a weekend. Of course, everybody gets to do the weather on a weekend. And he was the booth announcer. He was like the um, Scott, uh, what's his name? Chapin. Chapin. Right. He was the booth announcer. He had all these corny promos. Barnaby Jones always gets his man. And he was like, uh, you know, kind of an old fuddy-duddy guy. He was all right. And then there was uh, Wayne Chandler, who also was a weather guy, who was also on that kiddie show on Channel 7. The Sunday Funnies, that. which uh, yeah. I grew up with, with Toby the Robot. <laughs> see, you know, you know Wayne Chandler then. I well, did. Well, he was there the same era as Bill Ross. Well, see, I watched the Sunday Funnies. I didn't watch the news as a small And child. also the other guy, Wayne Ferris, who's the one that got in the bad accident that we talked about before. Right. A lot of Waynes running around. Certainly better than the Wayne we got left now. The one with a bad complexion and a bald spot. Anyway, Nancy says, Daddy was a Rolling Stone, was hit by the Temptations. Well, we know that, Nancy, but that's not what it It said, Daddy a Rolling Stone. By the who? So I think, I think they messed up in there, maybe. They could have messed up. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks for caring, sweetheart. What was the guy's name that wrote those songs? <laughs> uh, something all, black, all, something. Yeah, it's all right in the wastebasket. Otis uh, something. Black man. Otis Darkman. And I said, how do you know he was black? I don't. His just his last name was Black something. Black. See, Rose, all you black people that want to start this racial crap, just talk to the little spick there. Okay, he's the one saying that. I don't know he's black. I didn't know either. His last name and, and, started and with he, black. And, and if he was black, then that's more power to him because he was a great writer and probably because he wrote a lot of R and B stuff. He probably was black. And since they were the guys he, who wrote all that good stuff. Since he influenced Elvis, he probably was. Like Fats Domino and Fats Waller. What about Carl Perkins? He influenced Elvis. Was he black? No. So what are you talking about? What you talking about? Cary Grant. Although it's interesting. You know what it says here? It says Gary Grant. Now, I, I guess, yeah, it says You're Gary right. Grant. It, it does. What a piece. Where, what is this from? It's from the Penis Enlargement Facts and Fallacies. That's a book by Gary Griffin. Maybe that's why he calls everybody Gary, because his name is Gary. Anyway, Cary Grant, 
It says a former Amanu... Uh, what is that word? Amanuensis? <laughs> it's new to me. Yeah, that's that's a new one to me. Amanuensis? A former uh, lover. And we're not sure which sex either in his case. But there were a lot of rumors in those days. Errol Flynn and Cary Grant. A former uh, close personal chum of Cary Grant wrote to me stating that his flaccid penis lied flat against his belly, almost reaching his navel a size 8. Who do we appreciate? A size 8. That's disgusting. Don Johnson. That's where they got the word about, uh, you know, where they start using all these people's names to represent the male member. In fact, I can remember a Mad Dog just a couple weeks ago saying to me on this show, he said, you got to keep your Johnson straight here. Was that worth it? No, not really. Anyway, Don Johnson, one look at that phallus made the Miami Vice primetime staple, and you can see why Melanie Griffith married him twice. <laughs> yeah. She wanted, she wanted to see if it was still the same when she came back the second time. Steve Martin. Boy, now that's a shock. Is there anybody in this audience who would assume that Steve Martin's got a large penis? I never, no, would, I never, never would have it. This wild and crazy guy has no need to be modest in the locker room. Steve allegedly sports a size 8. See, everybody that got in here, uh, at least so far, has got a size 8. I think that's the minimum. Steve McQueen, according to one of his lovers, like two Coors beer cans welded together. <laughs> that, and isn't that a great way of describing it? I never heard a penis described quite that way. Like two Coors beer cans welded together. Maybe the girlfriend was Tuesday Weld. Eddie Murphy. Now, that don't surprise me. And see, yeah. now that guy's going to get all bent out of shape, that dark-complected guy. Hey, listen, we had to have a few dark guys in here. I see there's a couple. Eddie Murphy, star of Beverly Hills Cop. Murphy's known to be very well endowed, probably in the 8 to 9 inch range. Now, when they say, where's this coming from? From somebody's vivid imagination? I don't know. Because the Boston Phoenix, you understand, is a fag mag. You do understand that. I had no idea. Well, you would assume so. Anybody so preoccupied with penises and penis size, you would assume that probably wouldn't be like some virile guy like uh, Psychopath there. 20 before noon at 560 WQAM. I think it'd be kind of a hoot to find out which uh, sports nerd at QAM's got the biggest penis. That would be an interesting contest to have one day. Oh, we have all those rumors about Goldie. Oh, I mean, I'm sure he wins, hands down. We could have Carlos take the measurements. 20 till noon at 560 WQM. How'd you like to have a big one? Boy, sure, isn't it amazing the way nice. these things all fit together? Uh -huh. Yeah, you bet. We're talking, of course, in this case, get your minds out of the gutter, goddammit, out of your crotch. We're talking about a big paycheck. If you would like to have a big paycheck so you can impress everybody out there, maybe get a few things in your life, then fast rank it up you achieve that new career in just four short months. You can double the size of your paycheck by becoming a computer professional before the summer's over. Fast Train offers Microsoft certified instructors, no payments for a full year, job placement assistance, day and evening classes too. With four convenient locations in Dayton Broward, including that brand new Kendall campus, you no longer have any excuse. Call Fast Train at this toll free number, 866 Fast Train. Don't forget when you call, be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck, who's as useless as Teats on a Frog, told me uh, that he told you to call. Call him right now or check him out on the worldwide wicked web at fasttrain.com. Fast Train can have you certified and ready for that new money-making career in as little as four months. So say goodbye to that dead-end job, to that asshole boss of yours right now, today. Call Fast Train, because nobody should have to settle for a small, puny paycheck. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. And don't forget, all Fast Train locations are licensed by the State Commission for Independent Education. By volume, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Neil Rogers, weekday mornings at 9 on 560 QAM. Suck it in and hold it. Palestinian leader is where the party's at. 
Yeah. We were chanting for the man, tell you what, with the catchy lyrics to groove the Middle East. It's a new chant, tell you it's a hot one, sung by Israelis who were toting the machine gun. You could hear him in the rear of the club saying, let's boogie to a rhythm, not blow ourselves up. So for sure now we ain't playing, man, with the scarf hat, cut yourself somewhere oh, 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 away. Oh, 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 where's the Arafat? Come and dance with us, yes, sir, Arafat. Arafat, for the rest of your Arafat. Always make some peace and dance, hey, Arafat. Hey, where's the Arafat? Come and dance with us, yes, sir, Arafat. Arafat, for the rest of your Arafat. Always make some peace and dance, hey, Arafat. Hey, he don't know nothing about that, the bombing yesterday, that uh, homicide bombing. Look, what's going on with the market today? I told you yesterday, didn't I tell you, don't get panicky, That's stay right. calm and cool like me. Didn't I say that? Just relax. Don't go selling all kinds of stuff just because the market's been going down every single day and it looks like uh, the world's coming to an end. The Dow is up 261 points. Oh! And the Nasdaq 90 plus. And even the S&P over 30 point. How do you like that, huh? Aren't you impressed? I like it. It's a good start. Good start. If we could do this every day for about the next six months, I think uh, some of us would have a few bucks back. For the next six years? Anyway. Yeah, for the next 50 years. Getting back to this list now, here's somebody I have no idea who it is. I never thought on a list of large penises that we'd uh, have somebody on a list I had never heard of. Okay. L Liam Neeson. He's been in a million movies. Most never recently, the previous Star Wars, not the current one that's about to come out. Well, what does he play beside with himself? What is he? In, in the previous Star Wars, he was Qui Gon Jinn, the Jedi Knight that got killed. Nah, see, I'm, I'm not into that. He was the, the head guy that got killed. The head guy? Yeah. Anyway, it says Liam Neeson, his reputation as a truly big star, is now widely disseminated. And big is in big capital letters. Big. I'm trying to think of any of the movies that he's been in, and uh, I'm sure you haven't seen any of them. Good. He went out Musicians with Julia Roberts. Now. Yeah, Julia Roberts has a big penis. No, he he went out with her. I'll tell you who, who probably must have is, uh, speaking of Julia Roberts, Lyle, I love it, because why else would she marry him? Right. There's more there Even than if he had a lot of money. Even if he had a ton of money, she don't need somebody with money. And he's got to be—he's got to be the ugliest man in the face. He even looks worse than the thing. <laughs> and and that's that's saying a lot. I wouldn't call the thing ugly as much as I would uh, just strange, bizarre, weird. He makes Gilbert look like Tom Welling. And I noticed, speaking of Tom Welling, I think that Tom Welling is causing a swelling on our uh, poll for Superman. Forty-seven votes. Batman's got thirty. And Spider-Man 26. Wonder Woman with 12 because they like Linda Clarter. They'd like to see her naked. Well, why would you say that? Why wouldn't they vote for Superboy if they're into that? No. Because uh, nobody knows from Superboy, okay? It was a different comic uh, strip and so on, but we, we, uh, I don't know. We, we, uh, we, we, we. Oh, getting back to my list. Now, I, I don't know. Don't, don't start confusing things like you always do. How many Superboy got and uh, Superboy? Zero. Really? <laughs> nice choice, George. Oh, you're right. Green Arrow, Superboy, and Aquaman. Uh, the Supergirl's got one. Captain Mar Captain Marvel's only got one. See oh, if they put Shazam in there, it'd have gotten God. twenty. God, Shazam! He gives me the creeps. I'll tell you that right now. Hey, I what, what the hell? Who was I talking to? Was it you? Maybe. About that, the that uh, Hollywood Squares that I was watching, I think I was talking to you on the phone, and uh, Hollywood Squares was on Game Show Channel, and I hit the jackpot. I think everybody in the panel was dead. Every one of them. <laughs> yeah. Vincent Price, Glenn Ford, Charlie Weaver, Paul Lind. Um, there's once in a while Jan Murray's on there and spoils it because we found out he's still alive. He's 84. But other than that, this particular one, everybody was dead. Except, of course, for Peter Marshall. Of course. And, and, and now that I watched that show, I, it was one of those time pieces. In other words, it was very good in its time, but it, 
It's lost something in translation. Plus, the videotapes are, the quality is so poor. I mean, Paul Lind is still very funny, and Charlie Weaver's, uh, oh, and Wally Cox was on there, too. He's still dead. All dead people on there. Man, it makes you feel great to be alive. Anyway, David Cassidy, as we get to the musicians now. Now, doesn't that shock you? I would have thought he would have had like a little teeny, it says, with monster phallic genes inherited from Dad Jack Cassidy, it was inevitable that son David would be a chip off the old block. Rhymes with sock. Sean Cassidy, of course, they're like stepbrothers. They're not related. Sean Cassidy was not the, uh, he was not a son of uh, Jack. I see. Who was his father? Was it uh, Marty Feldman? <laughs> well, let, let's find out. Alice Rantel wants to know. Alice Rantel was obsessed with Sean Cassidy, which is pretty embarrassing. Sean Cassidy, David isn't the only Cassidy boy with a lot to crawl by. Now, wait, till, when you hear this, you're going to have to hold on tight. A reader of an earlier edition of this book claims a good approximation of his size is eight inches in circumference and nine to nine and a half inches in length. Eight inches in circumference. I've seen cucumbers that aren't that yeah, size. Okay. Summer squash doesn't Come get that on. big. Yeah, summer squash. Maybe a watermelon. Okay. Jimi Hendrix. Speaking of watermelon. Rock's premier psychedelic guitarist was flung like a bull. It says. Oh, it flung. Is that supposed to say flung or I supposed to say hung? But it says flung like a bull. Scores of groupies spread the word that his uh, unit was damn near as big as his guitar. Probably not as big as two Coors beers cans welded together, though. Tom Jones. Yeah, we've heard that. Yes. Good old Tommy. Loyal fans fight for front row tickets to get a glimpse of that legendary bulge in his, um, I can't use that word, in his uh, unit pinching tights. Why Miscellaneous. Can't we, we can't say Peter? No, well, not in conjunction with that. You can say Peter, like Peter Leonard or Peter... Uh, Pumpkin eater. Peter Pan. Not in regard to Peter you can't Parker. Can't say Peter pinching tights. Okay. Miscellaneous. Mikhail Barishnikov. A thick. Oh, and of course you know about those uh, ballet dancers. It says a thick nine and a half inches of Russian salami claims a former paramour. That's disgusting. Tom Brokaw. It says I estimate his broadcast abilities to be a nine plus. That must be how he got the job because he sure as hell can't speak. Tom Brokaw. He was on that special the other night, like I told you, and he still can't speak. All you kids out there, if you want to be multimillionaire news people, admired and respected by all, uh, just learn how to talk to, uh, like illiterate, like Barbara Wawa and Tom Bokaw. Lyndon Baines Johnson. Horsemen might be interested in knowing that LBJ may have had the crown champion of presidential members. What about the members of his cabinet? So there you go. There's a very impressive list, some of which absolutely are shockers to me. Speaking of, uh, it shouldn't be shocking, this story. Oh, and before we get to the story. You don't even know what show that's from, do you? Me? Yeah. The Rookies. Yeah, you. I'm guessing The Rookies. Because yeah, I right. saw The Rookies. Oh. Well, see, The Rookies was with Michael Onkin, and so since I mentioned that before, and you said, huh? Who? I didn't know from that's Stars. I wouldn't sit there and watch the Stars names when I was a little kid. Now, was uh, Clarence Williams the third? did we decide that was the show he Mod was on with Michael Onkin? Mod Squad. He was on Mod Squad. Oh, that's right. Link. He was the missing link. Criminal charges unlikely in disappearance of Rhea, says the Sun Sentinel. Despite calls for a criminal investigation, it's unlikely that anyone from the State Department of Children and Families will go to jail as a result of the disappearance of five-year-old Rhea Wilson, say legal experts who represent children in the state's care. And unless Rilia is found alive, legal experts say, which is highly unlikely, there's no standing for child welfare advocates to sue on behalf, on her behalf in civil court, where they filed a number of lawsuits in an effort to push DCF to reform. 
The sad fact is that kids don't vote, so they have no political clout in Tallahassee, said Theodore Babbitt, one of the lawyers who's filed such lawsuits against DCF. I wonder if he's kin to a Billy Babbitt. Remember? Billy Bibbitt. Billy Bibbitt, whatever his name was. Bibbitt. In response to allegations that a DCF caseworker falsified records that she was properly monitoring Williams' care while the child may already have been missing for months, legislators on Tuesday debated a law that would stiffen criminal penalties for such offenses, but even if the law is passed, it cannot retroactively apply to this case. Caseworker Deborah Muskelly is accused of lying on forms telling a judge that she was performing the mandated visits to check on the welfare of the child who had been taken from her drug addict mother and placed in grandma's care. Like George said yesterday, nobody cares because it's just another crack baby. Tragic. <coughs> Law enforcement officers investigating Rilla's disappearance could try to prosecute Muskelly for falsifying public documents and perjury, said Christina Zawiza, a child rights lawyer with Children First Project at Nova Southeastern University. Prosecutors, <coughs> boy, something in the air now. Must be filtering up from down there. Must be that corporate crap that they pour through the vents. Prosecutors may even try to bring those same charges against DCF workers assigned to supervise Ms. Skelling and verify her reports, depending upon their job requirements, Zoeza said. But a conviction on these charges is unlikely to merit a jail sentence, she said, <coughs> which is why, historically, the state tends not to waste its resources prosecuting such cases. <coughs> God, I'm gagging on it. You know what I ought to play just in, in honor because you don't like him? I bet your psychopath likes him. It's his kind of guy. Doesn't Kojak. even know what this is. Kojak, Kelly Savalas. You don't even know who the hell that is. You don't even know who Kelly Savalas was, do you? Who, me? Yeah, you. Of course I do. His son's Nick, right? <coughs> yeah, what team does he play for? He doesn't play sports. Oh. How do you know that? I think he dated uh, Tori Spelling, though. Tully Savalas and uh, Aaron Spelling were the best, best of buddies. No kidding. That's probably why I got that show. It was a good show in spite of what George says. Cop show. And you know who you know who was on that show? I give up. The guy from Knott's Landing, which I can't think of what his name was, that played uh, What's-Her-Name's Husband, <laughs> Michelle Lee. Michael Onkeen? No, not Michael Onkeen. Get Don, serious. Don Knotts. Yeah, Don Knotts. British government backs adoption rights for gay and unmarried couples. Isn't it interesting how the rest of the world is just kind of passing the U.S. by on all of these things, on the pot laws, everything. Unmarried couples, including same-sex partners, should be allowed to adopt children together. Prime Minister Tony Blair's government said yesterday, Tony Blair. Health Secretary Alan Milburn said the government would support amending an adoption bill now working its way through Parliament to extend adoption rights to unmarried couples, including those who are gay. He said officials would allow legislators a free vote, meaning the government will not pressure lawmakers from its Labor Party to vote one way or the other. Gay and other unmarried people are already allowed to adopt on their own, uh, <coughs> on their own in Britain. You ready for that? <coughs> Unlike in Florida, the new proposal would allow them to have custody of adopted children jointly. The government's objective is to increase the number of children and have the opportunity through adoption to grow up as part of a loving, stable, and permanent family, Milburn said. Courts and adoption agencies would still be responsible for reviewing individual cases to determine whether potential adoptive parents are suitable, he added. Those hoping to adopt will still have to demonstrate they can provide a loving environment, but also form a long-term, stable relationship. The amendment is part of the Adoption and Children Bill, which the Department of Health said would also speed adoptions and give adopted children greater access to information about their biological parents. How do you like them apples? Uh, the Brits were also talking. Oh, and also that thing in Canada, remember I mentioned on Monday? What thing? 
that they were discussing about the decriminalization of pot? Yes, that thing. Well, the first the first hearing on that came out very uh, very uh, positive. Good. How do you like them apples? I like it a lot. In fact, as uh, now that you mentioned that, of course, if I smoked that crap, which naturally I don't, but if I did. I could be sitting right here on the air, and you could be playing that bong in the background, just like I could be doing from Amsterdam when I start broadcasting from there this summer. <clears throat> and then wouldn't that be uh, the cat's meow, huh? Wouldn't that be bad? That would be really bad. bad I'll huh? tell you what's really good is this show, according to Tom Lehman. And Tom Lehman knows. He knows good radio. And believe me, I've heard what he said about that. Well, I don't know what he thinks about the new morning show. Probably the less said, the better, Tom. Don't say nothing. Everybody's a little uptight now, like Stevie Wonder. Give us a little time, and we'll get our ass together. Anyway, Tom Lehman loves all you people because you've got good taste, too, and listen to this program. That's why he's created the Neal Deal at Hallett. Save big dollars in all Pontiacs and GMCs in stock. Just mention you heard this commercial here on the world-famous Neil Rogers Show. Stop by Hallett Pontiac GMC at 13401 South Dixie Highway on US 1 across from the falls where every single vehicle on the lot is marked with what is usually the lowest price. But if you mention my name, the Neil Rogers Deal, <coughs> you'll save even more. Check out the complete line of GMC SUVs, including the Envoy, voted by Motor Trend as SUV of the Year. Plus, while you're at Hallett, be sure and take a peek at the all-new Vibe SUV that's got the power of a sports car. Hallett's also got a great selection of pre-owned cars, trucks, and sport utility vehicles. And if you've been uh, turned down for credit someplace else, maybe because you work in this business, no problem. They'll cut your deal at Hallett Pontiac. So get you a Neil Rogers deal at Hallett Pontiac GMC, 13401 South Dixie Highway on US 1 across from the falls. Open every day of your life, seven days a week. For more info, call 305-238-4040. 305-238-4040. And don't forget their slogan, the Hallett Pontiac GMC. We do. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Hi, this is Steve Goldstein, but you can call me Geldy. Whenever I'm in town, I listen to... Wait a minute, I am in town. It's the 12 to 1 hour. Says he thinks it's great. Forty-three grand every trip to the place. He's got ten years and a quarter billion bucks for a game. That's crazy. Half a mil to play each game. You gotta think the owner's insane. He has to pay every time that A-Rod spits on the ground. That's crazy. He still gets paid. If he makes out and all the fans will scream and shout But what does he care? He still gets his cash If he hits or he sits or he walks or he falls When he bats, he bats Oh baby, what he makes, he makes It's crazy cause he's got a bigger contract now than Ken Griffey The biggest one in history He bats, he bats, they think there's no way they're There's no way the Rangers will win. And they're continuing losing their ass, which I always, every time I see the uh, Texas Rangers lose a game, I go, oh! just like that is the way I said. Makes me very pleased. He's having a good year, but their team sucks in their last place again. That's where they're going to finish. Nice going there. Excellent. As baseball is on a way to a bit its final bye-bye. Here's a fact from Kathy who says, and thank you very much, Kathy. This was at least a response to something I asked yesterday. In case someone didn't tell you yesterday, and they did not, Rocket Man from the chapter plays, that's what she said, not that's passion it. plays, the chapter plays. What a stupid expression, Kathy. 
And there's nothing worse than being stupid in that movie. But anyway, Rocket Man from the chapter plays, as Kathy Bates called him, was Commando Cody and Radar Men from the Moon. That is correct. And a later serial that was edited down in a movie called Satan Satellites that featured Leonard Nimoy in a small role as an alien henchman. Wouldn't you like to be an alien henchman? Sure. That sounds like a good job. It was kind of remade as The Rocketeer around 1988, but the graphic novel was better. And then came the rock group Commander Coder and Cody and the last uh, the, the, the Lost Planet Airmen. You know what their big hit, the medley of their hit was, don't you? I am trying to think of it right now. Hot Rod Lincoln? Yep. <clears throat> Sounds like it's it to me. Can drive me to drinking? And now Kathy says, can we talk about Mary's of the Painted Horse again? No. No. Nice hearing from you, Kathy. Thanks for some info. First, we had the prom story, says this faxer, and now this one. Speaking of dark folks who are treated like crap in the U.S. of A., which I've always said, but nevertheless, there are those people who want to take my words and twist them all around and get all bent out of shape. Detroit. A new program seeks to end what the Reverend Martin Luther Kuhn Jr. once called the most segregated hour in America, Sunday morning church services. The program led Farmington Hills residents Leon Jefferson, no relation to George, 56, and Claude Christensen, 45, who live in the same Oakland County subdivision, to attend services together last month. They participated in a program sponsored by Different People, Common Ground of the National Conference for Community and Justice. Through the program, parishioners of predominantly white and predominantly black churches visit each other and talk about what they share and where they differ. The group has conducted 20 seminars across the nation since 1996. Jefferson and Christian said they teamed from visiting each other's churches. We're more alike than we are different, uh, different Jefferson told the Detroit News for a story today. Christensen agreed. My daughters just don't have white friends, he said. They have a mix of friends, and they don't have a single thought. farming friends, and they don't have a single thought about their differences. The program encourages. Uh, what does that say? My daughters don't just have white friends. I see. The program encourages open-mindedness. Said Linda West, associate director of the National Conference for Community and Justice's Detroit office. The purpose of the program is to break the barriers that keep people apart. She said. West said the visits are only the beginning of racial understanding. It's only the beginning. <clears throat> We feel that if we can get faith groups and get uh, to make uh, these kind of connections across racial lines, that it would be a big step, she said. Segregation continues to plague the Detroit area, where only 6% of residents live in neighborhoods that resemble the racial makeup of the community as a whole. That's spelled H-O-L-E, and believe me, it is. Race also continues to play a major role in where people choose to worship, said Robin Boyle, a professor of urban planning at Wayne State University. White communities stay white and black communities stay black, said Boyle, who studied Detroit's predominantly black Catholic community in the early 1990s. In many aspects of the black community, there is a church affiliation which is traditionally, historically, and culturally black. The worship program sponsored there, uh, sponsored rather three three-hour sessions in April that were held at Hope United Methodist in Southfield and Narden Park Methodist in Farmington. Gee, I used to live in Southfield. I remember that church. I never got there. During these sessions, the stereotypes go right out the window, said Ten Armadin, a facilitator of the discussions. Participants examined how their lives were similarly shaped by issues such as education, economics, and family values. The Reverend Toy Benton, an associate pastor at Hope United, said racially enlightened churches can serve as a model for the city and state as a place to build bridges and remove gaps. The church should be on the cutting edge of race relations in the world, they said. If we don't do it, who will? Who will be doing it? Now, do you think that if they have all of these church things that white folks are going to want to live like in the black neighborhoods and vice versa? Or at least the first part? No. No! No. And if you've ever been in Detroit, <clears throat> you might understand why. I don't think you'd probably want to live on 12th Street in Detroit. I could be wrong. Or in Palmer Woods or Palmer Park or other places that used to be just beautiful. But nevertheless, don't talk about that because that would be bad. 
Speaking of that, since we're on the topic, and since, since it seems to be and just a driving, overwhelming topic on this radio station for the last many, many days, St. Louis Mall protested as racist. Gwendolyn Cogshell thought she was dressed just right. At a St. Louis Rams rally last fall at a popular shopping mall in St. Louis, the 45-year-old postal worker wore a team jersey with a matching blue scarf to hold back her hair. But soon after entering St. Louis Union Station, Cogshell found herself handcuffed, forced up against the wall, and eventually forcibly removed, she recalled yesterday. The reason she refused to take off the scarf in violation of a mall prohibition on certain types of clothing. It was humiliating, she be saying. The shopping mall is under fire from protesters who claim the mall's dress rules are racist and aimed squarely at blacks. The mall's code of conduct prohibits gang-related paraphernalia, including bandanas, do-rags, and hats tilted to the side. Okay. Are you envisioning that? <laughs> the mall's code of conduct prohibits gang-related paraphernalia, including bandanas, do-rags, and hats tilted to the side. Do-da, do-da. The policy also bans flashing gang signs and rolled-up sleeves or pant legs. That's where I draw the line. Rolled-up sleeves or pant legs? What kind of crap is that? There are people out there like punks that wear rolled-up uh, pant legs. Probably right. all gang members. About 200 people rallied outside and briefly marched through Union Station yesterday. The Reverend Al Sharpton's National Action Network has warned blacks to stay away from that mall. Boy, I knew he wouldn't be far away from this, either him or Jesse. Years ago, the station had a sign outside that said, Whites Only, St. Louis radio personality Liz Brown said. They took down the sign, but they continued the policy. Mall officials declined to comment beyond a statement issued Monday, which outlined their code of conduct that was upgraded about two years ago because of increasing crime. Since the new policy went into effect, retail sales and store occupancy have risen, the statement read. Other malls have similar codes of conduct, including many in the St. Louis, St. Louis area. I wonder if we have uh, codes of uh, dress in South Florida malls. I you don't think know. so. I we wonder might. if you can wear your bandana, your do-rag, or wear your hat tilted off to the side. Give it a shot, folks. Give it a shot today. Let me know what happens to you. Call George. He'll bail you out. Union Station for years was the city's grand passenger train depot. Train service ceased in 1978, but the station reopened seven years later, housing a hotel and an eclectic mix of shops and restaurants. It draws about six million visitors annually, making it one of the region's biggest tourist attractions, kind of like the Sawgrass. On Tuesday, a sign at Union Station's courtesy desk noted the clothing provision of the code conduct was being waived until 5 p.m. that day because of the rally. As a result, protesters, many donning band apparel, we're free to walk about the shopping areas. Now we done our band apparel. Remember that song? Which band? The boys in. Police and mall security stood nearby but did not intervene. No arrests were made. The Reverend Horace Sheffield III, probably Kendra Gary, it wouldn't surprise me. The Reverend Horace Sheffield III of Detroit, one of the rally organizers, pledged an even bigger rally. On May 20th, that's the date they've targeted, unless the mall changes its policy. Inside the mall, Cliff Sawanner, 20 of St. Louis, wore a tilted backward cardinal's <laughs> cap as he shopped with his girlfriend and baby daughter. He wasn't part of the protest. He said he didn't notice a nearby sign outlining the code of conduct. It doesn't bother me, he said, and I won't change. How do you like that, huh? Stick it. Stuff it. He wore his tilted backward cardinal cap, and what's wrong with that? Talk about getting just a little bit too carried away. Got to wear your hat on straight. I wonder if Al Pacino walked in there with like what that what kind of hats were those that they wore in a movie? Which movie? In the Godfather. In the Godfather, fedoras mostly. Yeah, I wonder if he walked in there with his fedora like a little off to the side. If they'd make him an offer, he didn't. Uh, they, he couldn't refuse. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. 
Now, if Rosie Greer walked in there with the same thing or with a do-rag, I think then they'd probably give him some crap. <laughs> do-rag. Until they realized how big he was, and then they kind of like back off. Yeah, what, what are you laughing about? Don't you wear your do-rag to work? <laughs> I drive my do-rag to work. And I hear, by the way, that you got to, hey, if you're going to play doo-wop, you got to be wearing a do-rag. Oh, look at that. The market is like one point away from being up 300 today. Oh! The Dow, anyway. Didn't I tell you, just hang in there. It always comes back. Didn't I tell you that on the show? Yes. I always tell you, just stay calm like me. Don't get panicky just because you're down a few hundred grand. Penthouse Magazine uh, apologizes. Well, what a surprise that is. We'll get to that. And some of these other themes. You know, I'm not playing enough of these. No, you're not. <laughs> Didn't watch this show. Sorry. Didn't watch this show. Didn't watch Cheers. Didn't watch Taxi. Didn't watch MASH. Other big shows that we haven't watched because we don't give a crap. We're not impressed. Yeah, let, let's get to it. See, this is okay, but it's like it's like slow getting going here. <laughs> this thing never gets going. This is it. Oh, it, it, take, it goes up a notch, but <laughs> not far. Yeah, like I said, no wonder I didn't watch that show. It sucked. Twelve thirteen at five sixty WQM. Final reminder: Sunday's Mother's Day. This year, more than ever, it's a good idea to show mom you really love and appreciate her. And the way to do that is send her something different, something really neat. Something interesting besides boring flowers. Send her a Vermont teddy bear. Your mom, your wife, grandma can receive a beautiful bear made in Vermont delivered with a free card and candy and a fun gift box. Just call a bear counselor at 1-800-829-BEAR. They'll help you tailor a bear just for her so she'll know you put some real thought into it this year. Ask about the new Spa Ma bear or the Mama's Boy with a heart-shaped tattoo. And don't forget all you dads out there, it's always your job to get mom a gift from the kids. The mother and cup set is a perfect idea. You can add as many cubs as needed and each of their names will be right on the little outfits. It's a lot more personal than those awful flowers. I mean, flowers are pretty, and then they die in a few hours, and what do you got left? So call 1-800-829-BEAR or shop online at vermontteddybear.com. It only takes five minutes to order at most. You can even send her bear to the office if you like. Give her a gift this Mother's Day, Sunday. She'll remember forever from the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. Be sure and tell them that old Neil told you to call this toll-free number, 1-800-829-BEAR, And now, the sound of Pamela Lee breastfeeding on the set of Baywatch. Oh, that's good. That's some good stuff, Pamela. 1218 at 560. Now, there's a real reason I play that there. Just calm down. IQ helped by breastfeeding study says. You ready for that? I knew that already. Breastfed babies may grow up to be smarter adults, according to research that bolsters the evidence linking nursing and intelligence. Most previous studies did not measure breastfeeding's effects on IQ into adulthood, and the few that did so ignored factors such as parents' education and social status, said the researchers who took such variables into account. In their study of three, uh, over 3,200 Danish men and women, the more babies were breastfed through nine months of, uh, let me say it again, the more babies were breastfed through nine months of age, very poorly written, the higher they scored on intelligence tests in their late teens and 20s. Breastfeeding past nine months had no additional effect on scores. Few participants had been bottle-fed exclusively, though about a 1,000 had nursed for less than a month. The link can probably be explained by the effect of nutrients in mother's milk on the developing brain and benefits from the close physical and psychological relationship breastfeeding involves researchers be saying. 
Mothers who take time to breastfeed may spend more time interacting with their youngsters throughout childhood, which could also affect intelligence, researchers said. In the study, mothers have been questioned about their breastfeeding practices when their youngsters were a year old. Those who had been breastfed for seven to nine months scored an average of about six points higher on IQ tests than those whose mothers said they nursed for less than a month. The study appears in today's Journal of the American Medical Association. It was financed in part with grants from some of the NIH. Et cetera, et cetera. How do you like that? I like so it. So if it didn't work didn't work a long time ago, just keep at it, okay? Just keep trying. Maybe it'll help. Oh, yeah, that's right. I started this. Penthouse Magazine apologizes, which comes as no surprise to us. Penthouse Magazine apologized yesterday for misidentifying topless pictures of daughter-in-law fashion designer Luciano Benetton. Am I going to get that right or what? Eventually. Lu- I said it right, Benetton, as those of tennis player Anna Cornoholia. We deeply regret this unintentional error and offer our heart- heartfelt apologies to both women, the magazine said in a statement. Penthouse said it examined the purported images of Cornicova in, a pain- in painstaking, uh, painstaking detail and received assurances from the photographer before de- deciding they were genuine. In over 30 years of publishing this magazine, we've never made an error of anything approaching this magnitude, the magazine said. Do we believe them? No. They're desperate. The statement was released today after Judith Soltes Benetton sued Penthouse, seeking a minimum of $10 million in damages. Her attorney, Judd Burstein, claimed the magazine knew about the mistake weeks ago, but published the photos anyway. The apology is a month late and $10 million short, Burstein said. In response to the suit, U.S. District Judge Denny Chin ordered the magazine to temporarily stop distributing the June-issued newsstands and blocked it from putting up pictures on a website. Chin ruled Soltes Benetton, 28, would suffer irreparably if Penthouse sent the pictures beyond its current distribution of 1.2 million homes and newsstands. Cornaholia, 20, had denied the photographs were of her, and guess what? They're not. <coughs> Fraternity suspended over pig cruelty. I told you we'd get to this. Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Wake Forest University has suspended recognition of a fraternity accused of mistreating a pig that its members brought to a party. The school said Tuesday it had suspended recognition of the Sigma Phi Epsilon fraternity for three years. I didn't know Josh Friedman was in North Carolina. Authorities charged 23 members of the fraternity with animal cruelty after the drunk... Oh, that's right, this was the drunk pig, the one that got drunk. <laughs> yeah. Authorities charged 23 members of the fraternity with animal cruelty after the drunk, dehydrated, and severely sunburned pig was found last month and at a park where the fraternity had a party. He said, call him when the party started. The National Fraternity had already suspended the Wake Forest chapter last month. If the students are found guilty, the university also will discipline them. The fraternity had a hearing last week before a dean and panel of faculty, students, and staff. During the suspension, the fraternity will forfeit its residence hall lounge, and members may meet only for the purposes of rehabilitation, community service, and education, Wake Forest said, and maybe a few beers. <laughs> How do you like that? I say fraternity should all be shut down right now. Oh! Can you imagine how many lives we'd save? Right. Absolutely correct. Shut them all down right now, all this horse crap. And all the vagary that would be avoided. That's right. And all of your kids that wouldn't be dying from all those drinking contests and all the hazing and that other crap. I bet you haven't heard of most of these on this disc. This is a Volker Bryan special. Ever hear Astro Boy? No. I've seen clips of the series. See, you learn, you learn something already. There's an Astro Boy theme. How about Roger Ramjet? Roger Ramjet. Roger 
Aren't these great? <laughs> I need a copy of that. How about the mighty Hercules? Oh, I remember Hercules. Hanna-Barbera. Hercules, hero of song and story. Hercules, winner of ancient glory. Fighting for the right. How about the Gumby show? Everybody loved Gumby. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that, though. of these on here I never heard of, but since you're such an officiato of cartoons with little kids and all that, the uh, Beanie and Cecil show? Never heard of it. It's the Beanie and Cecil show. All right. Come go sailing, long Sure, I think we haven't waited long enough. How about Tennessee Tuxedo? Oh, yeah. You know that? Of course. Come on and see, see, see. Tennessee Tuxedo, C-C-C, Tennessee Tuxedo. And Chumley. Quick Draw McGraw. Quick draw yep. yep. The F-E-I-O-K-A, galloping all the way. Here comes Quick Draw McGraw. Wa- Wally Gator. Yeah, sure. A Florida favorite, yeah, I might you add. You know, Wally Gator. Wally Gator. Grew up on all these. Wally Gator is a swinging navigator. See? Swinging. How about King Leonardo and his short subjects? What? Here comes Leonardo, Leonardo Lion. King of Bongo Congo, a hero line of iron. Where Leonardo travels, his subjects all go too. There's Odeo Coloni, who's loyal and true blue. Well, good for him. How about the big world of little Adam? Never heard of it. Me neither. Big world, little Adam. Never heard of it. Here's one of my all-time favorites to show you how old I am. Big world, no, no, not that one. Like I, <laughs> I told you, I love that one. You know this, of course. Yes. Thank God, for that. Thank God for small favors. Here we are, back with you again. Oh. Yes, by gum. And yes, by golly. Cuckoo friends. And dear old Ollie. Here we are again. 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 Well, you put a lot of work into writing, didn't you? Hey, don't be knocking Bert Telstrom, man. Just because he was a fan. Oh! Oh, I love that. Kirk LaFan and Ollie. And, of course, Beulah the Witch didn't make it on there, but she was great, too. That's before your time. You never saw no Kirk LaFan or Ollie. No. Ollie Norton. there right now with Ollie with his one tooth. You wouldn't know him from Greg Reed. 1226 at 560 WQM. Man, I'll tell you, the, uh, I, I still am looking for that article. I'm pretty sure I threw it out. Although I can, uh, I can download it again if you want to hear it tomorrow. I don't think you do. About how it's going to be so hot that you're going to be able to fry eggs on the oh, sidewalk. You'll know. Yeah, you'll know. That's right, because you're there feeling, I'm not, which, oh! I'm sorry. Gonna be maybe, maybe 60 today, I doubt it. About 58, something like that. A little murky, but it's uh, very pleasant. In fact, I got the window open. 
Anyway, if you're going to be spitzing your brains out all summer long, which evidently you are, why not check out Oleomed? It's one product that will make you feel your best and keep you in good health, even in sultry, insufferable South Florida, especially during the summertime. Oleomed is a soft gel capsule that contains pharmaceutical-grade olive oil along with vitamins and minerals and herbals while promoting health for your prostate, for your heart, for your blood pressure, for your cholesterol. Oleomed's also got supplements to promote health in all different parts of your body, in your circulatory system, your digestive endocrine systems, in your skin and bones, even in your mind, such as it is, all using the benefits of the best olive oil that money can buy. And this is the easiest way to get olive oil into your system, too. You just pop the soft gel capsule right in your puss. And Oleomed's got products for men and also a separate line for you women as well. It's available at Walgreens stores all over town, at Whole Food Markets, at Navarro Pharmacy, and Sedano's, where they actually speak a little English. Oleomed's a phenomenal new product that everybody's excited about. Even the Herald had a piece about it and didn't actually rub my ass, which is unusual for them. Call them at their toll-free number, 1-866-OLEOMED. They'll be happy to answer all your questions about how their products work and what they're all about. 1-866-OLEOMED. Or you can order their products right off the Internet. Their website is... TVRadio.com. Weekdays at 3 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. He was his ward, not his pedophile. Oh! Strange stories have been going around. A second movie star doing something queer. The gerbil didn't get in there by itself. He should have got the habit of the shelf. Richard Gear and rodents meet. Please away from my pepper cute. When your love life is dull, there's no need to suffer. Just head down to the pet shop for another, another lover. Come on and do the Richard Gear. All right. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Welcome. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Richard Gear. Everyone knows. Speaking of Richard Gere, the reason I played that, alleged Gear stalker held for tests. A 51-year-old woman who's allegedly been following Richard Gere all over the world has been charged with stalking the 52-year-old actor in order to undergo a psychiatric evaluation, New York's Daily News reports. Ursula Reichert Habeshaw was due in Manhattan court today and is being held for examination. As in, maybe she's a little, a little bit like that. According to court papers, Reichert Habeshaw was caught April 30th when she dropped in on Gere's Greenwich Village office for the sixth time called Gear on the phone about a hundred times since February the 1st and left a series of messages on his voicemail during that period. Among the communications she left, Gear's assistant told police, I want to be with you and share your life. I need to see you. Death seems to be the best. I can take a pistol and kill myself, she said. Well, why not give it a shot? Gear, meanwhile, said he has never met this woman, though police say she's been following him for some time, even going to India while he was visiting the Dalai Lama. What the was he going to see him for? Probably to replenish his supply of small farm animals. He's a Buddhist, don't you know? Oh, Richard Gere is a Buddhist? Yes. I wonder if he eats at the Golden Buddha. Or maybe he likes to rub it on its head, the Buddha. 
Speaking of that, British Queen greeted by Streaker. I love this. Oh! Now, I can't believe you didn't see the clip of this. On no, CNN. but they, they're big into Streakers over there in England. I'll say that for them. Because they're silly. They're silly. I think they're it's funny. They're overgrown children. They're going through a second adolescence. Every event should have a Streaker or several. In fact, you know something? Most of them never got through the first adolescence. Anyway, London. One of Queen Elizabeth the Tooth's subjects greeted her in the nude yesterday, streaking past the royal car during the monarch's Golden Jubilee tour. The young man bared all to the Queen and her husband, Prince Philip, <coughs> as they drove through the northern England town of Newcastle in their Rolls Royce. The streaker appeared to pose for photographs before he was pounced on by at least four police officers who forced him to lie face down on the ground before covering him in coats. Northumbria police later said the 27-year-old streaker, whom they identified only as an area resident, had been arrested for allegedly outraging public decency. The Queen, who's on a 15-week Golden Jubilee tour of Britain to mark her 50 years on the throne, was on her way to unveil a statue of the late Cardinal Basil Hume, a native of Newcastle, when the streaker struck to this thing, crossed her path, showed his rectum to the universe. Bet you don't know this one. Nope. Soupy Sale Show. Oh. Yeah, you got to get Boca to make you a copy of this one. It's one of his uh, oldie moldy. Captain Midnight Man. How come we didn't put Captain Midnight Man? Was that a, a cartoon character? I've never heard of it. Oh. Captain what? Marvel, meanwhile, is sucking wind in our pool. Mighty Mouse. Captain Marvel's only got three votes. Now that's you know something that's un American if you ask me. Captain Marvel's only got three. And still no votes for Superboy or Aquaman. Bet you don't know this one. Let me give you a hint. Lebanese. Casey Kasem. Marlo Thomas. She's Lebanese? Well, Danny Thomas was. Oh. Make room for Daddy. That was the show. And since he's her, he was her, uh, who's your daddy? I see. I would assume. I didn't know that about them. Let me, let me give you a clue. We have a, we have a comedy bit with that same name. Father Knows Best. Oh, never saw that show. Robert Young. Why didn't miss anything? Even I think in, Jane uh, Wyman. Was it Jane Wyman? Father Knows Best. Uh, Robert Young. And it could have been Jane Wyman, who, of course, was once upon a time married to Ronnie, but he forgot about it. My Little Margie with Gail Storm. You would know that. Oh, what? and here's one you asked me in the beginning of the show. I couldn't believe you didn't know this. I still don't know even after you told me this morning. Uh, Ricky, David, come on in. Ozzy and Harriet. Yeah, there you go. Okay. They all sound the same, all these. Where's Leave It to Beaver? What? Leave It to Beaver. Well, that's uh, so pedestrian. I mean, we got that, but that's... Uh, we'll, we'll get to it just to pacify you, okay, Mr. Hotshot? Leave It in Beaver? We got that. And Tony Dow. And what did you say? You love Tony Dow? That's what he said. What, what does that mean? 
I didn't say I love Tony Dow. Psycho, Psycho Pat has got an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. It's a very uh, important moment in the history of this program and this radio station. You love Tony Dow? I did not like say that. Him? I said also in Tony Dow. That's even worse. Leave it to Beaver. Starring Barbara Billingsley. Hugh Beaumont. Tony Dow. All right. And Jerry Mathers as the Beaver. There you go. Wow, it's a psychopath just squeezing himself now hearing that. He was into Tony Dow. He liked those real thin black belts that Tony used to wear. That was the in thing in the 50s. I had one. Casey, I haven't heard that a few times. <laughs> that was about one? as close to Tony Dow as I was. I looked just like him with a, from the uh, edge of the belt to the bottom of it. What about Lumpy Rutherford? What about him? Boy, you're, you're big into that show, aren't you? I used to watch it a See lot that? when I was a kid. That's one of the great things, though, now about all the uh, punks out there is that even, uh, even though these shows go back, some of them, almost 50 years, and some of them more on this one disc, uh, you can still be like an aficionado because we got all of these channels. Uh, here we got like all kinds of nostalgia channels, and you got a couple of them there, like like Nickelodeon, for example, TV Land, which TV censored Land's all in the family. By the way, I'm still pissed off at them about that. They censored what? Archie, when he said "God damn," they bleeped the uh, the "God damn." I hate when they do that goddamn stuff. What the hell's wrong with that? That's it's no sacred. wonder Carol O'Connor is turning over in his grave. And let me say it again, okay? And I can't say this, and I know I've said it many, many times. The fact that Carol O'Connor died and like uh, was like it was not a big deal. That bothers me a lot. Doesn't that bother you? Yeah, it does. He wasn't just another actor or another celebrity. No. He was like part of our lives. He was like part of Americana, Archie Bunker. I mean, uh, Carol O'Connor. God, just like those little burgers we used to enjoy up north at White Castle, they were part of Americana. They were part of the uh, passing scene. And you can still get them now at Little Old Caboose. Crazy John's doing it up there in Deerfield, dripping gallons of sweat, especially these days, right out of the grill to make sure those burgers are as greasy and delicious and tasty as always. That's right. They've got those great grilled onions, pickles, ketchup, mustard, cheese, if you like, and they serve them on gorgeous, steaming hot little buns. Little Old Caboose also serves Coney Island thick-cut french fries, some bread hot dogs with all kinds of good, goopy stuff on them, great chicken fingers, wings, and chicken sandwiches, too. And, of course, you can go uh, dive into a tasty fried fish sandwich with onion rings and a soda, and you're out in less than a cost to feed a family of 20 in some third-world country like Tibet. They don't call it Tibet anymore. What do they call it? I didn't get the memo. Little old caboose, eat in, drive through, or dine out of the stars on the patio. While you're there, watch the help stare at those trains going round and round. It's a unique place. You won't find any other place like this anywhere in the universe. Little old caboose, serving lunch and dinner every day, seven days a week, Friday and Saturday, open till 10. You'll find them on Powerline Road, just south of Hillsborough Boulevard in Deerfield. And when you talk to Crazy John, tell him, uh, talk to Pete Lenny and have him lose my number. I don't care what mommy says about the meat, guys. I the Marlins and Padres tonight at the Pro. Coverage starts at 6.30 on Sports Radio 560 QAM. What's this obsession with Hokey? Hey, man. Hey, who's this? It's uh, Jeff. Hey, I was in your restaurant, and uh, it smelled like Updog. What is Updog? I don't know. What's up, G? Yo, yo, yo. Get it? No. Okay. Richard speaking. Would you like to place a catering order? Hey, Richard. Yes. I was in your restaurant, my wife and I, and, and she was commenting, as I was, that it smelled like up dog. Like what? Up dog. 
What is up, dog? Nah, what's up with you, G? Get it? <laughs> yeah, hi, uh, Gesundheit. <laughs> hey, I was in your place, and it smelled like up dog. What's up, dog? Eh, not much. What's up with you, G? Yeah, what's up, dog? What's happening, dog? Yeah, not much, yo. I'm busy. What What you want? Your place smelled like up dog. Okay, bye. Get it? Taco. Yeah, hey, how are you? Good. Hey, I was in your place and it smelled like up dog. What is up dog? I don't know. What's up with you, G? Get it? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm busy. It's a 1245 at 560 WQM. Hey, guess what? Guess Spider-Man's moved ahead of Batman in the second place, which uh, frosts my ass. I, I don't really care. This isn't one of those that I'm like uh, all that excited about who wins one way or the other. It's just for fun. I notice we don't have the usual tremendous response on this survey, and you want to know why? Why? Because a lot of this stuff is like old, you know. Like a lot of these uh, themes I'm playing. Like right. <laughs> theme from Hazel. That was a terrible show. You know who was on Hazel? The guy that used to play Speaking of Ozzy and Harriet. Don, uh, what the hell was his name? He used to play The Neighbor. You've seen Ozzy and Harriet, Don right? Brady. Don no, Cherry. not Don Grady. Don who? Don Cherry, yeah. Don Grady was in My Three Sons. He wasn't on that show. Well, Don that's Grady. the only Don I could think of. Don uh, Johnson, well, Don I, I Nuts. I think him a lot, too, but, of course, he's old and not, not looking too good these Don days. Don Corleone. Speaking of Don Cherry, by the way, since we got a hockey guy there, a psychopath, I'm going to tell you right now, not that I want to go out on a limb and make any predictions, whoever wins tonight's game between the Leafs and the Senators in Ottawa, whoever wins the game tonight will win the series. You're going out on a limb on that. What does that mean? You don't think the Leafs could win four, uh, three straight? If they go down 3-1? Let me say it again. Which word didn't you understand? Whoever wins this game wins the series. Okay? Pat wants to bet you. Okay? How much you want to bet? I don't bet. Me either. I don't bet on sporting events. I don't bet. Unless I'm at the track or maybe, you know. No, I don't uh, want to. I'll bet you. We'll, we'll, I'll bring you food when I come back down in June. I'll, we'll get you some food. We'll put a sack of food out there for you on the side of the building. Anyway, you mark my words. Whoever wins the game tonight between the senator and the make-believe, they'll win the uh, series. That's just the way it is. I mean, you know. And as far as your question, are the Leafs going to win three in a row if they lose tonight? No. No, no chance. You're dreaming. Now, where the hell was I? Oh, I was doing a survey about Superman's got 76, Spider-Man 50, Batman 49, and then way down Wonder Woman 16, Hulk with 12, Dick Tracy with 12. You see, a lot of this stuff is very ancient. Right. Much too old for our youthful audience, all uh, ten of them. Here's the facts that uh, all over the place, good stuff. It says Wayne Chandler also was in a bad car wreck. He still limps. I think we've been through this, but I can't keep my Waynes straight. He still limps. After his accident, Channel 7 would not put him back on the air. The new blood and guts format was the real reason. Wayne is a really good guy. Well, I'm glad to know he's still alive, Wayne Chandler. We enjoyed you, Wayne, and George grew up with you. Right on. And Toby the robot. And what about uh, Skipper Upchuck? I like him, too. I like that he show has... much more than Captain Kangaroo or uh, Mr. Rogers or any of that other crap. Well, I wasn't it, here. Then. It was live. Oh, look at that. Watching the Leafs just got better. Leafs TV, your game, your team, your channel. Oh, right. Yeah, I got it, Leafs TV. Is that something you don't have down there? I'm no. sure George is upset about that. P.S. Movie Lines, it's in the hole. Caddyshack, it's in the hole. Okay. Well, I, I'm just reading it. I didn't I remember Caddyshack. It was funny. It was, you know, anything that uh, he's in is going to be very funny. Chevy Chase. It was amusing. But it's not one of those lines that I remember, like, for all time. Armis Brooks. 
thought was her name? Armis Brooks? Got me. Never heard Eve of Arden. her. Eve Arden. You never heard of Armis Brooks? Nope. Oh, now you got to know this one. This one is touching. Because I played it this morning for you. Lassie, isn't it? Come on, girl. Come on, girl. Come on, girl. We Even Pat got that. We mouthed it at the same time. Some of the stuff on here is so old, I mean, ancient. It makes me feel like just like an old, old, like I ought to be at Cemetery Village wearing a bad hairpiece or something. Richard Chamberlain stars as Hamlet. Richard Chamberlain eats the buffet at the Prince Hamlet. Dr. Kilder, you didn't know that, did you? No. Oh, here's a good one, a show that you've never seen in your life. I spy. Whenever the laws of any state are broken, a duly authorized organization swings into action. It may be called the state police, state troopers, militia, the rangers, or the highway patrol. These are the stories of the men whose training, skill, and courage have enforced and preserved our state law. Oh, shocking. And pretty good theme. Without the narration, it would be better. Anyway, that's uh, Highway Patrol. Broderick Crawford, remember him? He's been dead for about no. 100 years. And guess what? Guess what? They probably wouldn't let him in that mall in St. Louis. You want to know why? He used to wear his hat like tilted off to one side. Uh-huh. Kind of Gangster. To cover up his cover up his big bald spot. Speaking of that, another incredible segue just by accident. Time to talk about Chuck Alfieri. I'm telling you, I'm, my psychic, I should be betting psychopath. I should be betting on everything in sight. Although my little Canadian-owned horse there in the Derby came, uh, what is it? Came home? Came again? Came home, came in sixth because of the fact he was four wide the whole mile and a quarter. But he'll be, uh, he's not going to be running a picnic. He'll be back. Just like Arnold, he'll be back. Hey, if you're looking in the mirror wondering if your hair's going to be back, the answer is no, not by itself. It ain't coming back. You can pop all kinds of pills. You can have holes drilled in your head. You can have a dead muskrat placed on there and people laugh their ass off. I mean, look at Bob Eisenberg, for example. Everybody that looks at Bob, they say, oh my God. I mean, they just, and then as soon as he walks out of the room, they just slap themselves on the thigh and laugh until they're silly. Charles Alfieri would like to have you looking great. People will be impressed at how good you look and how much better and younger you look than you have in years because his natural hairline system is the best in the business at any price. And don't forget, speaking of price, when you call Charlie, this after your appointment, be sure and tell him that Neil Rogers told you to call because he'll knock 200 bucks off all the uh, regular price of the natural hairline system. It's affordable. It looks great. It'll make you look better, than, like I said, than you have in years. And what's to lose except the big, ugly, grotesque bald spot? Call today. You might even get laid this weekend. Call 1-800-321-2413. That's 1-800-321-2413, or log out of their website for more info at www. Uh, what is it again? www. Why do we even say that? You know, we don't need to anymore. I know. Uh, let me cross that out, okay? Because first of all, it's not easy to say. Although I don't like guys who say W, but nevertheless, I don't w. say that. Just look up Charles Alfie. Drive. Ed Kaplan's Game Nights, weeknights at oh, on Sports Radio 560. QAM. Happy Forum. Oh they want us to find a way to reimburse them for back pay from 200 years ago. 
when they were slaves. Well, I only have a mobile home, a pitfall and a pinch of gold. So if you wanna ask me how, here's what I gotta say. You've got to kiss a nigger good morning. Tell him that you're sorry for enslaving them all. Kiss a nigger good morning. I want to give you a kiss. Kiss that for everybody who is dead and gone. Oh! If I was born in 1802, owning slaves ain't something I'd do. But what were dead people did to you? I have to take the blame. Would you settle for an old Pontiac? No! With a can of smelly cherry and back. Instead of 40 acres and a mule, I have a better way. You've got to kiss a nigger good morning. Okay. Plant one on Halle Barrett, Morgan Freeman too. Kiss a nigger good morning. And that's your restitution for enslaving you. Kiss a nigger good morning And tell them that you're sorry for enslaving them all You got to kiss a nigger good morning And that's for everybody who is dead and gone Now you notice I waited till the very end of the show to play that today Because I didn't want to play it too close to like the morning show Since they're very sensitive and uptight And have lost any semblance of a sense of humor Have you noticed that? I left that right toward the end of the show today So we don't have to have any more contra-tomps about that stuff, you know, about being uh, accused of this and accused of that, etc. and so on. At any rate, because we're supposed to be having this like, uh, you know, the uh, Cold War is over or whatever the hell we had going on. Now we're supposed to be having this detente, this peaceful coexistence, etc. and so on. Although I will say there, like right before we came on the air this morning, I didn't hear anybody mention my name, but that's okay. You know, we have to take things in small baby steps, you know. When you're dealing with baby people, you have to take things in small baby steps. Anyway, like I said... Uh